0: with Chapin, fucking that's a tremendous <laughs> conversation
1: i live a horrible existence so all right triple ah, a yeah, very
0: hard on yourself just for never yeah. being on a boat i mean
1: uh. well I, you know why don't i know anybody who owns a boat and we are live here on the flagship i'm rich craig he's joe lanza joe what's happening how are you i'm doing well doing well, doing well. cracking open a uh mountain dew voodoo right now you ever get into the uh the themed Mountain Dews ever or no? Do you consider those Chikara Mountain Dews?
0: Yeah, okay, it's a gimmick Mountain Dews. I know that's your thing.
1: You yeah, I, I'm a big mountains. fan of the, the gimmick Mountain Dews. Yeah, there's uh, they've gotten a little too gimmicky in recent weeks or recent years, I should say. I mean, they have like there's like 20 out there. There's like a KFC exclude, and I'm like, I'm not gonna go to KFC to drink this. Like, if it's in the store or if it's like the the Halloween or the Christmas Mountain Dew, I'll drink that. I'm not going to. You're not going to get me into a KFC just to try your radical orange or whatever the hell fuck I forget what it even is, what flavor it is. That's that's where I draw the line. If I can't get it at a gas station, I'm not, I'm not counting it. So
0: do they all taste like Mountain Dew in some way, or
1: are they just actually no, yeah, and that's kind of the funny thing with this voodoo. So I don't know if you know any of the craze of the Mountain Dew voodoo, but there's it's a mystery flavor every single year. So every year it's 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 a Halloween themed. Uh, Mountain Dew, and there's always this. They come out with it. They don't tell you what the flavor is. I don't know if they ever officially declare what the flavor is, but people get nuts. I mean, there's you. You thought you thought wrestling Twitter was bad. You just see Voodoo Twitter. Like people are like, I think it's a Red Starburst. People are like, you're so dumb. It's not Red Starburst. It's Smarties, you idiot. You know what I mean? It's just like it's wild how pe- people like they plant their flags in whatever flavor they think it is if they think it's you know Gobstoppers they're they're Gobstoppers and that's it and then the people that also think it's Gobstoppers are like yeah dude you're fucking right it is definitely Gobstoppers and then like oh no that's definitely Skittles guy comes in and then it's just yeah it it it's it's wild and and largely like all those flavors kind of do taste the same so it's pretty easy to mix them all up but uh, I don't I, f- I forget if Mountain Dew actually does declare what the flavor actually is at the end of the year or not or, or they just let people you know wildly speculate all year until they you know just take them off the shelves and then nobody cares anymore so
0: yeah, it's um it's a shame that Mountain Dew Twitter can't be as as pleasant and uh, and light and fun as wrestling. Oh,
1: yes. Really oh, of course. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. you know. Um yeah, as as we all just uh banter and laugh and have <laughs> yeah. fun about our shared hobby. <laughs> right.
1: AEW Dynamite was good this week. Thanks. I agree. <laughs>
0: was... Yeah, yeah. Right always uh a lot of fun always pleasant yeah
1: it's uh yes. it's it's been pretty nice not, not to check it very often it's i can't lie i don't uh, don't miss it that much so um it's been good but hey make sure you keep following us cuz we uh, we post stuff on there still not you know takes but articles and, and and stuff so
0: not we sir
1: yeah i sorry i should say i'm posting uh, yes you were yeah uh, <laughs> anyway let's
0: i uh I, I I removed myself from the account let me tell you I I didn't want to remove myself from the account at one time I I thought that I genuinely enjoyed Twitter and and uh, I did not want to leave it and I thought I would uh, have a giant hole in my life without doing the tweets and that lasted about 24 hours and then it's like the clouds opened up and there was a uh, had a giant epiphany And there were all kinds of, um, unexpected positives with never tweeting again that I didn't expect to experience. Um, and, and now I can't ever see, see, I constantly have people telling me, Joe, just come back, please come back to Twitter. Just come back to Twitter. You know, we, we need you on Twitter. Uh, nobody cares. Just, just come, just come tweet again, jump back into the banter. But I don't think I'm ever coming back. I mean, because after that first couple of hours of 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 kind of compulsively grabbing at the phone to to tweet something out, oh, this is gonna be a I got a great thought on it once that passed and once the itch was gone to post every take, uh there was uh, there have been so many positive benefits to not being on the app that I can't ever see myself going back. It's like this. The only way I could describe it is, the burden of Twitter has been lifted off of my shoulders, and it really was a burden, like the 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 whole feeling the need to have a take on everything in order to help build the brand of voices of wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I've got to have of a course. take on yeah. this thing that's happening. You know, that's gone.
1: For 10 years. Yeah, from- for 10 years every single day. <laughs> Even if I'm on a vacation, I'm tweeting pictures of my vacation so that people can, you know, know what I'm doing at all times. And it's You know, you get kind of addicted to that. It, it, it feels like that's part of your job. It feels like it's it feels part of what like it is. A,
0: it just felt like it was something that had to be done, like just... I have to have a take. Well, we, we always wrestling. talked about that, too.
1: And I think I still have this to, to, to some extent. But, like, I wouldn't watch wrestling without thinking, okay, what's my take on this? Or what am I going to say about this? Or what am I yes. saying about this match or whatever? And, it did, like, I could have sat down and watched a, a random, you know, Tito Santana versus whoever match. from, And I was like, I, be, I better tell people I'm watching Tito Santana versus this guy or whatever and, and give my thoughts about this match. And it's like, no, just watch it. And I wouldn't watch wrestling without thinking, well, what is my take on this? What is my thought on this yeah. match? I couldn't just sit down and watch wrestling.
0: Yeah, and that's that's kind of the burden of Twitter. But um, and, and then there's other things like this, uh, just being on the app. You don't realize, or maybe you do, but I didn't realize how many hours I'm spending on the app. I have all of this free time. I know it sounds crazy, but I have all this extra time that I didn't have before and I realize it's because I'm not, compulsively checking the app or getting tied up in a half day long argument about something (laughs) dumb, you know? And, 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 and the other thing it frees you from is just feeling the need to respond to some God awful take from some complete idiot that has like 38 followers. But for whatever reason, the take just hits you a certain way and you feel like you have to say something to this right, person right 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 that, that's gone i that's that's removed from my existence and now it's like when i'm in a slack chat or a group chat or a discord or something and somebody will post a really bad tweet you know for everybody to shit on and laugh about and now i just look at those kinds of tweets and think to myself eh, yeah yeah that's a really bad tweet. <laughs> right.
1: that, that the, person, the, the one recently, and I don't want to pick on this guy because many people, every day people are are, are posting horrible tweets yeah. uh, and horrible takes, but the Snowden tweet about Ring of Honor that we're going to talk about our top top words, ah. you know, ah, here's Ring of Honor. Nobody gives them any credit. They were, you know, underreported and nobody talked about it at the time. You know, I'm paraphrasing exactly what it was. Like, that was one where I was just like, oh, like I got the compulsion for like five minutes, and then I was yeah. like, no. Because in the old days, in 2016, we're barreling, like Joe. You're you're canceling all your plans, dinner plans, are yeah. like you are you're sitting down, and we are going after that, and we are going to reply to everybody and argue with people for like four days that Ring of Honor did indeed get credit in 2005 uh, from the Wrestling Observer. We'd find clips from the Wrestling Observer to prove, no, 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 you are wrong, sir. And instead, I was just like, eh, that's a dumb tweet. And then I kind of closed it and went on, and I was like, wow. That's that's fun, yeah. That's kind of fun. You could just say, "Fuck, that's a bad tweet." All right, well, let somebody. And then like, it's actually kind of fun because people are still, you know, obviously doing it, and you can yeah. kind of watch all the, you know, all the the world burn, and you're kind of like, eh, yeah, all
0: right. <laughs> to, to be fair to Snowden, he realized it was a bad tweet, yes, and he deleted it, and like actually tweet made another tweet that said yeah that was a bad one right which i that, i
1: get and that's why i didn't want to pick pick him out because i he, he was just yeah. the most recent bad tweet that i remembered yes but all yes. the credit in the world to him for saying yeah, that tweet fucking sucked sorry <laughs> like, which is
0: great it's like, look that didn't come out the way i meant it it sucked yeah But it's like yeah, I think he
1: was just saying we don't give enough credit to how revolutionary Ring of Honor was. But the way he worded it was like, but again, like we wouldn't have let him have time to reply that. No, we would have buried him. He would have talked shit. We he would have been in the DMs. We would have been in the like we would have just absolutely flamed each other for 24 hours straight for no reason.
0: It's a waste of time. Like I don't care.
1: Like so it's fine. Like I don't. But I'd be like, you fucking idiot. You're dumb, (laughs) you motherfucker. And then like all of our followers would be tweeting at him, and all of his followers would be tweeting at us. We're like, what are we doing?
0: Yeah, now I see I'm these bad dumb. tweets, and especially the ones from randos. Like I'll see these bad tweets from randos, and now my my thought is just, yeah, that person's really dumb. And then I never think about it again. Whereas if this were a month ago, I would think about the most creative way to shit on that person's <laughs> talk.
1: on this guy and make him feel like yeah. Garbage. And it's just
0: yeah. you know, and 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 you know, it, it's um, it, it, you you re, you know, I, I quickly came to realize about forty eight hours later that um. You know, once the itch had passed. And now look, there were some topics where I'm like I was ready to beg for the password again. Uh you know, like uh what when when Rampage beat Smackdown head to head for that half hour, do you know how hard it was <laughs> not to beg you for the for the password to fire some off? And um it's funny because <laughs> we had someone <laughs> very high up in the wrestling world dropping to our dms according to you and they even noticed they were like hey you haven't tweeted about this yeah hey
1: give me your take what do you think yeah
0: (laughs) and you had to explain to them hey look we're not doing this anymore and and you explained to them everything and why and they were like oh yeah well yeah fuck them you know but it's like it's funny because and and every day i've been getting text messages messages on other outlets that aren't Twitter, all these other things that people are like, just just come back. And and the more time that passes, I'm like, that's less and less likely. Like it's it's uh you know, I thought it would be harder than it is to stay away. Like I don't even I you know the first couple of days I was checking some timelines of some of some people I like and 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 things like and I don't even do that anymore. It's like I I, I don't it's uh I don't miss it. It, 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 fit, it. I realize now that more I'm removed from it, it was really a burden. It was a burden on my life more than anything, um, to constantly feel like you had to have a take, and um, and and the inevitable just fucking shit that that would uh, that that would follow.
1: I, so, I I won't lie, and I don't know if I don't know if the listeners kind of get this this same vibe as well, but I kind of look forward. To the flagships a little bit more because I don't know what your thoughts are on a lot of these things like we you know normally I would just know exactly what you're gonna think exactly your review of the match all the sorts I have no idea like I I, I, you know obviously on discord and slack and stuff I see some of your thoughts on on, on stuff but largely we're gonna talk about a lot of stuff and I don't know what your real take is on it versus you know back in the day where we both be firing off. All day, every day, all of our opinions, and then come on the show, and it's just like, yeah, I don't know. Like, to me, it kind of feels like the old days of, of, of the flagship, like way back, like way before m- most people here were listening, when there were still, you know, 10 people listening. It was Larry and and Biss and like <laughs> other people listening to this show. But like, where like I would sit down and be like, I don't know, we're just going to talk about these things, and I have no idea where Joe stands on them, like whatever, you know, and that was fun. That was kind of fun and exciting. So, uh, even though I think there's some topics today that we might completely disagree about, I have no idea, and that's going to be fun.
0: I think. From a business perspective, I, I think that, um, and we talked about this even when we were tweeting regularly, we've we we both, we've had the conversation where we're like, hey, we should tweet less because pe- it needs to be a mystery what we think about things. You know, why are we giving away all of our thoughts for free? They have value, right? So I think in a weird way, it could increase downloads and in certain aspects of the business. None of the listeners care about this, but um, because for the reason you just stated, like because people don't know what the fuck we think about anything anymore. So I think that could be another positive byproduct. One other quick thought before we move on. Um, I was having an email conversation with somebody who I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell, I'm not going to tell people who they, who it is. Um, You know, but, um, you know, somebody, you know, prominent in the wrestling space and, and we were just talking about all of this and this person said to me, um, I think I'm going to follow your lead and and scale back on Twitter after we had this long back and forth about all the positive benefits and and all that. And he, and he said something that really hit home with me. He said, um, I'm just tired of the app shaping my worldview of what people think because it's not, do you know, do you know what they mean by that? I, I do. Yeah. It's, it's he, he, this person is tired of the, the app shaping his worldview. And the way he phrased that was, uh, it was pretty, uh, uh, poignant to me. It was because it's true. Like you, you really do allow this small percentage of, of, of people in the fandom to, to, you can't help, but let it influence your worldview. You can't help it. Every wwe fan is a mouth-breathing idiot who doesn't understand every aew fan is like like it and, and it it really is toxic in that way i hate the word toxic i think it's overused but it, it's it's toxic in that way where it, it does start to shape your world view on things and and i think that's another positive benefit to where you know like you said for this show i could come on this show and talk about things and not only do I not necessarily know what you think, I don't really know what anybody thinks about any of this shit because I'm not paying as close attention to it. Yeah, we're, we, our and, finger and I, isn't
1: on the pulse of the consensus right now, which might actually be pretty fun to do a show make, like that. It, yeah, I
0: think. It, yeah, I was thinking it last week. I mean, I think it'll make for a better show. It's like you're not subliminally driven into certain thoughts. Like I'm. I'm not saying that. I've ever been directly influenced
1: by what other people think, but... You can't help sub- it, though. There's no way. you Yeah, there's you no are. Way. You I mean, absolutely you can't. Are. Yeah, you're you can't always... Everyone's biased in some way. Something creates a yeah. bias in your mind, whether it's this is what the media you consume or the people you follow or whatever, or the way you were raised, or the way you were growing or your parents, right? Like, no matter what, like you are biased in some way. Nobody is completely like a, a you know, a blank slate. You know, you're always biased or always put in some sort of direction or some little pocket. And especially in social media where you can create your own little, you know, universe in your own little silo or whatever. So yeah, no, it's 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 of course gonna, you know, shape your worldview. No doubt.
0: I just think too that maybe subconsciously it's like well, I'm not going to fire off this particular opinion because I don't want to deal with what this corner of the fandom will say to me on Twitter or what this corner of the fandom will think if I say this. I, I, that that kind of stuff is like removed from my brain. Like now it's just, it, 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 it's almost uh, more unfiltered with the thoughts because you're not concerned with, oh, who's going to be in my DMs tomorrow if I say this? Or who's going to – do you know what I mean by
1: that? Right. Oh, know, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. No, I mean this anyone. This famously sure. happened a couple of years ago. I mean we we every single WrestleMania weekend would just rag on every single WrestleMania weekend show. That was our gimmick. We would just yeah. come on the show yeah. and say, this show sucks. And, that guy's garbage. And that was kind of our gimmick. Like we didn't – we watched it all. We consumed it all. I went to some of the shows that I was saying was garbage or whatever. But we got so big that that one year we made fun of AIW and then they went, no. You know what I mean? And it's like – the,
0: There are people to this day who hate our
1: – Yes, because, yes. And it was the same the thing light. we had done for years and years and yeah, years. For years. But then I, kn- I didn't want to do it again. Sh-
0: yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, then you become gun shy. Because and then like- the
1: next year, WrestleMania weekend, I was like, well, do you want to do the gimmick? And you're like, eh. Like, I don't know. It made a lot of people, you know, it wasn't it was it worth it. Like, you know, I, I don't know. People seem to be very upset by it. Maybe we have to do it in a nicer way or whatever. Whereas like, no, nah, fuck that. It's a fun little gimmick. And so we did on our show and our listeners knew it. And our listeners knew what the gimmick was. But yeah, it got, you know, people would find out about then it. Non-listeners and
0: non-listeners found it. And they thought that we were, the light razzing we're giving to these shows, right? And people were like you yeah.
1: fuckers and I was like I'm going to have these shows I'm bragging on you but like, you don't support it at better wrestling I'm going to five of these shows that I'm saying suck like I'm giving AIW, them money yeah, right.
0: AIW had Eddie Kingston cut a promo on us <laughs> right, right? without naming us you know you
1: know, not he, he, you not know, he, the only Eddie Kingston promo directed at us, by the way. There's uh, like, there's like, several oh, yeah. over the years. I can promise you that are directed at us. So
0: Like the gist of it was like, oh, he probably didn't even know who we were or what it was. They probably just came no, you, oh, you know what I mean?
1: dear, dear. he's like, what? I think no, he knows. No, that one
0: I really don't. Well, listen to me, because that one he's like, oh, well, you know, there's people who say that AAW doesn't belong at WrestleMania weekend. Well, let me catch you in traffic at WrestleMania weekend. <laughs> Rich, I saw him at like seven shows. Like yeah, he, it,
1: caught, he saw us in traffic for sure. <laughs> just a
0: wrestling promo, like you know. But yeah. but that's t- t- the extent that you know. Th- but that's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Because then, like the next year, it's like we don't want to just like we don't want to deal with it anymore. We don't want to be, you know. So then we, it, we we would hold back, you know. But it's like that. That's a pretty good example of what I'm trying to talk about. But but I even mean just, you know, like like letting the Twitter worldview shape what you think you can or cannot say. And I'm not saying we've ever been cowardly in our takes because that's not a problem. Um, that's Speak, probably for a problem the, Speak for yourself. Speak for yourself, Joe. <laughs> maybe a problem in the opposite direction, but it's like, you know, it's still like subliminally. I think it, 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 it does make you less gun shy. Um, when you, when you, when you don't know, you know, what, what the right opinion is on something or, or, you know, who who this one's going to uh offend or bother if we if we if we have this take on this thing. And I, I think a lot of that I think it it makes for a better show, a more intriguing show too, if people don't know what all our thoughts are coming in. Um so there there's there's just uh so many benefits. And um to all the people who keep asking me, no, I don't think I'm coming back. I mean I keep telling all of you that privately. Um but you know I you know I, I may as well tell everybody now. I mean I, I just I don't think the positives outweigh uh, the negatives. And then, of course, it all circles back to the original reason I left anyway, which I think is a valid one. Absolutely. I'm tired of bringing all this negative attention to people who don't deserve it. So, And that that was the number one reason. But now there's all these other side reasons where it's like, God, this was such a great move. I, I might – like, Rich – I don't even have my phone in the same room as me a lot, a lot of the time anymore, which is absurd. Like my wife notices, she's like, "You're never on your phone anymore." Well, yeah, like, somebody, somebody noticed... brought this
1: up to me. They said it like, "Oh, it's probably good that Joe's not on Twitter because I," and they they remember this thing. And I think it wasn't that long ago. It may have been only been a couple months ago where you said that once your wife mentioned you guys were at dinner and she was like, why are you on your phone? We're at dinner. And you're like, ah, this 12 year old's got a bad take or whatever. And I got to tell him he's wrong. And it's like, you know, like yeah. we joke and we're laughing like, ha, 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 ha. But it, like, truly, that's true. like pathetic. You know what I mean? That's horrible. Like yeah. you shouldn't do that. Like you should, you're at dinner with your wife. Like put your fucking phone away. Don't, it's some random, you know, WWE fan 69 XXX. And you're like, oh no, i got to tell this guy that Indy Hartwell's bad or whatever. Who cares? Just put your fucking phone down, man man. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's so, but I'm the same way. Like there's times where I find myself uh, doing that. And it's just like, what am I doing? And like, you, you kind of snap out of it and go, what are you doing? But it doesn't, you sometimes do need to do like a complete reset to, to realize, wait, what was I doing? Like, how pathetic was my life? Like, why was I doing that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you don't realize it until you're removed from it. And it's like, um, the, the that like last weekend I took the kids to some fucking dopey, pumpkin there fall, we go jose
1: yeah see your free time you're going to pumpkin farms baby well, we go, go to that
0: every year we go to this, this, this oh
1: but you enjoyed place. it more this year is what you're trying to say
0: no no hey, well you yeah, let me make my damn point
1: <laughs> go ahead
0: so we go to this fall festival that we go to every year and um i i it, it's so funny because i accidentally left my phone in the car okay and i didn't realize that i accidentally left my phone in the car until we got back in the car to go home that would have been unheard of had I still had that fucking app on the phone because any free moment where my mind wasn't occupied with literally any other thought, you reach for the phone and you you scroll through dimensions on Twitter. I mean, so it's just like even something like that where I'm like, wow, like, you know, yeah. and now at home, like, I don't even know what room my phone is in half the time because I'm not thinking about it because – if nobody's texting me, I'm—I have no reason to be on it. So there's, you know, all of that aspect too. Like I don't know if I would go as far. I don't know. It's just—it's. Uh, I think it's uh been just better for everything. So um, if anyone's been flirting with the idea, I highly recommend it. You know, especially if you're at the point where uh, we were, where we're just to that point where we had enough followers where you can't say anything without someone fucking. And confrontation yeah we always now.
1: said at some point we're it's... gonna hate your favorite wrestler or hate your favorite wrestling promotion yeah. or you know we're gonna do something that's gonna make you mad at some point because we had just too many people following us so. you
0: know our account is just too big to where you're not just bantering with people who understand you anymore it's just you, we have people following us who don't listen to the show who don't even like us you know you know what I mean it's like that wasn't even an issue like is less of an issue three years ago it's like where the more followers you have, the, the more people you have following you who don't understand your tone, don't understand, you know, your inside jokes, don't understand, um, you know, what you really mean when you say something, because they're just, they're randos. And I think we had just reached that point and it just, you know, it, it leads to a million other problems and everything else. So, um hey at voices
1: wrestling on twitter yeah yeah there's still i mean that, that, and, and and what's good too is uh and, and a big reason why a lot of this stuff has happened uh is you know representing voices of wrestling as well there's a lot of other stuff that goes on, on that website that's not the flagship and that that's a big reason why we also decided yeah. uh, to kind of change that and now uh, hopefully more people are seeing more articles and more podcasts from other people uh at the website and and that's probably a little bit better as opposed to just joe and rich give their takes for 12 hours, 11, 15, you know, 20 hours of the day. And then occasionally in between there, there's some posts that we put on the website like that, that, you know, was untenable at a certain point, but yeah. I
0: believe there'll be other changes too. I mean, it just, it, it, you know, I think both of us are also approaching um, and looking at different ways of how we approach this from a business sense and, and, and just from, you know, it's just, it's kind of a reset in a lot of ways, you know, more than just uh, that way. And there's, uh, you know, ideas being kicked around on how to approach some things differently and in, in, in other ways too. So I think, you know, um, it, it, it's just, uh, it, it really, it really was an incredible difference. Uh, the further I'm removed. And I, I really thought I'd be wanting to scratch that itch, but the further removed I am from it, it's actually the less I want to
1: yeah, be back. For sure. Which it I makes it pretty dumb. Yeah, I look at Twitter now I'm like, this app is so dumb.
0: <laughs> I just don't. Man, you don't. you don't realize how stupid you it's are. It's so
1: dumb. It's the worst. It's,
0: yeah. And, it's a um, horrid
1: I, app. It's so bad.
0: And the wrestling Twitter in particular has just gotten worse and worse. I mean, it's just, you know, uh, the, the tribalism everybody's talking about and, and
1: um, it just uh, – Well, what it does is it answers the question that everybody always has. I'm like, what would have happened if if Twitter was around during the Monday Night Wars? It would have fucking sucked. It it would have been so fucking terrible. Or even like the New
0: Japan Noah stuff. Awful is what it it would be. It would be
1: horrible. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Maybe worse somehow, but uh, yeah, I I don't... uh...
0: But I do think this will be a better show for it. I yes. really do. Yeah,
1: except I mean, this one in particular already sucks. But last week kind of sucked. But after that, I think we're going to be good. <laughs>
0: after Why do you think every show sucks? I know.
1: I think every show stinks. So. I
0: thought last week was a great show. Everybody
1: did. Yeah, yeah. No, it's one of those that I'm like, ah, I don't know. And everyone's like, ah, it was your best show in a while. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, Joe, you, we've had this discussion. I think every show sucks, basically. You do. No, so.
0: um, nah, sometimes you're fired up about a show. Sometimes you think it's a good one. That's true. I know when you think it's a good one. <laughs> I I definitely have times where I think it's a really bad one. Um, but I think that's more in my head. Like, you, you know what happens sometimes where um, I'll think that I was a blabbering idiot for an entire show that couldn't get my thoughts straight. It was tripping over my own tongue. But then when I listened back, I realized that that was, may have been what was going on in my head, but that wasn't what was coming out of my mouth. Mm-hmm, and the mm-hmm. show was actually fine. Have you ever gone through that? Oh, yeah, like, you're yeah, like yeah, for sure. Man, I really sucked on that show. I let Rich down. I let the listeners down because I just was all over the place. But then I go back and listen to the segments that I thought were where I was bad. And I'm like, oh, well, my head was scattered, but my, my words were good. So it was all Um, uh, th- There's times where I know the show is really fucking great. I mean, I, there's just times I know it. I thought last week's I thought that one. I, when that one ended, when I put the headset down last week, I was like, that's a great fucking show. People are going to like that show. That's a great show but um but yeah you are typically more cynical but i know when you like one i do know i can tell you're you're more eager to get it up. You're like, ah,
1: oh, I might put this up tonight. I this <laughs> right? Up tonight. Oh, yeah, I got some time. Yeah. Yeah, I got some time. I'll because do usually
0: got... you're like, uh I'm putting this up tomorrow, and I have to piss, and I'm tired. I gotta go. Bye. Yeah, right, right. But then there's other times where you're like, ah, oh, I might put this up tonight.
1: I love my. I, I love my the I way know. you do the impression of me with that voice. Yeah. I don't know. Is
0: that, I feel like because that's how you're, That's how you
1: sound. Oh, I might put this up tonight. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Is that how I sound? Okay. I got... just right there. i just, just kidding.
0: kidding. Yeah. Like that. I Yeah. So, you know, there's times I know you think it's good.
1: Um, yes. The problem is that's my show. voice. When I talk to you off the air, I'm always the deep rich. I'm just like, all right, yeah, all right. <laughs> See you later. You sound, like
0: you, want to, you sound like you want to be swinging from your neck in a garage. When you talk to I'm me, usually
1: right? just very tired.
0: Yeah, exhausted. Just fucking. And, and listen, as Nick Connus said, nobody gives a fuck out. <laughs> I know, I
1: know. That's why I don't say anything. Yeah.
0: yeah. So.
1: There you go. All right. Well, it is. It is. It, it is the Halloween show, Joe. So I, I, of course, we have to do our customary. We're not going to do it very long. We, we, we. Every year we have a long candy discussion. I've I have decided
0: I'm not. Here's the thing. Yeah. I have a curveball for you.
1: What? Oh no. What are you throwing here?
0: I've decided I'm not participating in the candy talk. I'm gonna because here's here's why. Okay. Okay. People can't handle it. Like when you talk about the candy or food, <laughs> people get so protective of the things they like and don't like that. If they disagree, it's like they want to declare war. So I'm going to let you give all your takes on the candy, and you can take all the heat.
1: Wow. Because you just you just did a whole segment about how you don't care. How, how other people's perception out. is not going to influence the way you talk, and now you're scared to piss off Butterfinger Tw- Twitter or something? Like, what's going oh, on Listen,
0: here? not scared. I've taken this pounding for for 10 years with the candy and the
1: i, I was gonna can't handle it all i, I, I was merely it, uh, joe i was merely gonna ask you what are you offering to the children uh, of your neighborhood this this weekend
0: i've not made a decision yet
1: you don't do you not even have it or do you have it and you're not sure what you're gonna give them
0: did you watch mlw fusion alpha six this week
1: uh, i did not watch mlw <laughs> fusion alpha six this weekend no
0: los parks uh uh L.A. Park says, hey, listen, you got to get the full size or you're just, you're, you're, you know. So even L.A. Park. Did he actually say
1: that? Is that a real
0: quote?
1: L.A. Park said that he gives full size candy. Well, (laughs) I know he He consumes full size candies. He gives out full size candies, though.
0: He buried people who don't give out full size candy. Wow. Wow. I
1: feel attacked because I don't. He said he
0: didn't like the smaller size confections is what the translation said. (laughs) That's incredible. Okay. Turns out I'm
1: watching it. So is this at the end of the show? Or it's
0: like in the middle or in something. In the middle. Okay. He, he, so if you,
1: I just go to MLW's YouTube page, I can find it. It's when the parks are, are in there.
0: The latest MLW Fusion Alpha 6. Okay. Um, he, he also buried Milky Way. He said it was a bad gimmick.
1: Ooh.
0: And then a trick-or-treater with a Lucha mask walked by and they beat the shit out of him and stole his candy. So it was a tremendous segment. <laughs>
1: that sounds incredible. That sounds awesome. Yeah. That's what we need to be doing. Off, yeah. That's his awesome. His okay. That rules.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, uh, that's Los Park's take on things, but um,
1: can't say I agree with the Milky Way take. Uh, definitely, I agree with the full size candy take. I'm just too much of a coward to do it because
0: it's expensive.
1: Yeah, and the problem that I always have with the full size candy thing is, is you can't you can't have enough full size candy for everybody, right?
0: Yeah, but no, listen, you gotta do what I do.
1: But you got to know, I day don't day know day. if I know who the good ones are. Do you have it off to the side? And then yes, if they're you good, you go, wait a minute, one sec. And then you. yes, I get okay.
0: it. I, listen, I only get like one or two boxes of the, of the full size Okay. Okay. because first of all, it's like $18. <laughs> right. it's like I really don't want to
1: spend that much. Yeah. And the oh, worst thing me. that one year I bought so much fucking candy, Joe, I, you have no, I was, it was the first year we moved into this house and I was just like, we're in a neighborhood now. Like, it's going to be crazy. It's nuts. It's whatever. So we bought so much fucking candy. We had literally two trick-or-treaters, two. And then I ate all that candy, and I got you're fat from it. eating all that candy. So well,
0: you gotta know your neighborhood too. But listen,
1: no, not But then no the Nelson next spot. year, the next year, like a thousand people came. I had to run out. <laughs> that was the thing. I so we bought like one little bag, and I was coming home from work, and I get a frantic call from the nurse saying, like, "Oh my god, stop and buy candy. Go right now. Go get candy." Yeah. But you're you're getting. I mean, you're buying it on Halloween day. That's not gonna work. I don't know if you've ever been to a, 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 a like a Walgreens or whatever, a, a grocery store. You st- just like...
0: gotta buy it, and if you got extra, you yeah, give it to the nurse. Just, to I bring eat to it the though.
1: I eat it all, and I'm fat already.
0: You give it to the nurse to bring to the hospital. No,
1: be fine. but it just point, stays in her car in can't... the sheets at all. So,
0: why are you so anxious all the time? I just <laughs> don't <laughs> want to be easy... fat. <laughs> just take it and throw it in the garbage. Then, who cares? <laughs> That's, like, a so That's a waste of money, though. That's
1: a hold on, Joe. That's a waste of money now. So,
0: for God's sake you got to learn the ways of the Gen X, Rich. You just can't care about everything. You cannot care about everything. Listen, so you can't – listen, I'm not Nelson Rockefeller. I can't buy full size for everybody. Okay? Nelson So,
1: yeah. The most so relevant rich person in the world, <laughs> Nelson Rockefeller. Yes. It,
0: it, you, you, you prefer died. a
1: Boone Pickens? Like, what do you want? <laughs> when did T-boom Nelson pickings? Rockefeller die? <laughs> 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 he would have had to die like in the 60s. 1979, Nelson Rockefeller died, yeah. What?
0: I think it's a good go-to Rich Guy reference. T. Boone reference. Pickens, no, Pickens so yeah. He's still
1: – is T. Boone – no, we He's talked alive. about this. Is he alive? Good for him. He's got it. He, no, he, died think, in he, September of 2019. I, I was going to say, I think we did a T. Boone Pickens show uh, in, in September no. of 2019. Did the, so
0: Did the COVID get him? What
1: got him? Uh, well, that was pre – well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe he was one of the first uh, cases of COVID. Yeah. But uh, uh, he oh, died at right. his home I'm... in Dallas September 11th, 2019, so –
0: I'm no Elon Musk. Is there you no go. More- yes, yeah. No, I, I
1: prefer the Nelson Rockefeller, actually. so.
0: For God's sake, I'm no Shad Khan. How's that one? <laughs> that, that works, yeah.
1: Listeners will know that.
0: He's like 34th richest man. He's in the
1: not, yeah, dude. Do you ever know when you look at those lists and you're like, oh, shit, fuck. <laughs> like, he's pretty high on those lists, so that's good for him. No,
0: they are so. disgustingly wealthy. Like, yeah, I don't know.
1: If well, people know always, why. yeah, people forget that when they're like, oh, Vince McMahon, he's, he's a billionaire. And it's like, these guys are so much richer than Vince McMahon. You have no fucking clue. How rich these Tony, guys are! Yeah,
0: when Tony Khan cut that promo on Nick Khan, remember that? Yeah, and I remember thinking, "Oh, you might not want to poke that bear." And then I was like, "Wait a minute! He can buy and sell." <laughs>
1: <Right>. Like, like <laughs> if he wanted to, he could, he could, he could call Nick Khan's representation and say, "Hi, I'm going to give you X amount of dollars for you to quit WWE tomorrow," and Nick Khan would do that tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like he would just be like, oh, all right,
0: cool." <laughs> I'd have to cover that, that, that balloon payment he's got to get back to wwe but they could do that they could do I mean, that's what i mean if they that. if
1: he really truly wanted to if he was like fuck that company fuck this guy i'm gonna do this yeah he could do that and that's pretty crazy yeah
0: yeah i remember thinking like man you don't want to mess with the, the rich and powerful nick Khan, and then i was like wait a second
1: <laughs> you're a hundred <laughs> times richer than him
0: <laughs> one's a millionaire one's a billionaire what am i doing here um yeah so uh yeah, no, listen, I'm no Nelson Rockefeller over here. I can't have a full size for everybody. So you buy, like, a case of the full size. You keep it on the side. When you get a bunch of teenagers wearing Brian Erlocker jerseys and putting no effort in, they get the mini fucking snicker. Yeah, right. right. You know, they get the mini snicker, the fucking Mary Janes, whatever the <laughs> Mr. shit Mr. Goodbar,
1: have. give them a Mr. Goodbar. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah they get Son the
1: garbage. The, way, yeah.
0: the no-name lollipops that you have as the backup when you run out of everything. Like, that's what they get. Now, cute little kids come, and they're putting some effort in, and they haven't been sullied by the world yet, and they're pure, and they're nice, okay? They get the full size. That's how you distribute it. So it's a very uh, simple system that I have. I size you up. I size you up. If you look like a dirtbag who's going to put toilet paper in my tree, then you get the fucking shitty candy. If you're a cute little uh, eight-year-old with some effort into the costume, you look like you got some solid parents, I'm giving you the full size. That's all. It's easy.
1: That sounds good. Okay. So so I I I might I might adopt that this year. I haven't decided yet. If I'm not. Because I'm the nurse is working, so I'm home alone, so it's pretty much up to my own. So I could there's two things I can do. There's two two methods I can do. Just turn the light off and not even care. (laughs) Just don't do anything. Uh or I just have to sit out there like all day. And uh I don't know. That sounds kind of terrible too. So Because I can't do the (sighs) doorbell, the dogs go nuts. So I got I have to either sit on the front lawn and like hold court or I don't know. Can't you just put the fucking
0: dog gate up and keep them in one room that, that, that day? I mean, we'll, yeah, it's a that, Sunday, by the way, this year. It is. So it it's is. all day yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, I You gotta know. be ready for that. I'm a little worried about
1: how that's gonna go. So last year was a Saturday, but it was like COVID and everybody was like kind of weird about it. And like every neighborhood was like, oh, you can only go for this amount of hours and be spread out and don't even do it if you don't want to. But like, I don't mean, know. There's like it's like no rules. It's it's anarchy all over again. So we'll see. Um, maybe it'll rain. I might just I did the bull one year and that didn't work. That did not work out well. The bull.
0: The what? The bowl now? Yeah,
1: no, the bowl is gone. <laughs> I did it as a test. I was like, let's put the bowl out and see what happens. Literally, we went out like 25 minutes later, bowl empty. So I was just like, all right, well, lesson you're learned. You're
0: lucky the bowl. You're lucky the bowl itself.
1: <laughs> it's is true. So, yeah, I, they, I'm surprised they didn't just take the whole thing. So, and, I, and fair would, play, fair play. I can't be upset at them. It was a test, and and they failed. So
0: you live in rough and tumble downtown Chicago, oh, yeah, so yeah, of it's course. Like,
1: I live on Maxwell you, Street or you, or Halstead, Halstead. I live in Halstead, Yes,
0: Halstead Street, Pull cabanas from yeah, Maxwell. So,
1: Cole Cabanish from Maxwell Street, but I live on so it Maxwell.
0: So was Maxwell, Chicago. Remember? That yeah. Oh, right.
1: Of course. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He sucked. Maxwell, Chicago. Oh, he that? was brutal.
1: Yeah, he was a terrible wrestler.
0: Terrible. Yeah. Awful. Um. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I'm trying. The streets of Chicago. <laughs> Bullet holes in the side of your house. At, where I actually
1: know. live couldn't be further. But it's awesome. Yeah.
0: Catching strays? Are you catching yeah, strays? Uh, oh yeah, all the yeah. time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, every time I you get to your car, it. you got to wipe all the bullets off of it. Yeah,
0: you just got to watch out. You've Got to be careful.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely my uh, town for sure. <laughs> so what here. what
0: what candy are you going to bury that you, that you are going to get yelled at for in the Discord? Um, you don't know. No, I
1: you know I'm not. I don't bury a whole lot of candies. Like I'm pretty. I'm pretty open for for any candy. So I uh I am pretty particular about what candies I buy, mostly because what do I want to eat. Afterwards, so that that's an important part of it. But I I think I have a pretty good collection here. I got some Skittles, I got some Starburst, I got these lifes. They're like these giant lifesaver, but they're like a uh, lifesaver gummies. Those are pretty good. A few of those have gotten taken down you're, already. You're a,
0: you're a you're a fruity gummy guy.
1: I am. Yeah, I tend to I tend to yeah. side more with that. Because like when people get like real into like, oh no, this chocolate versus that, I like I'm like, ah, eh, you know, I could take or leave most chocolate bars to be honest. But uh, yeah. I have some strong dots thoughts, you know, and I have some strong Skittles thoughts. But yeah, the rest of the stuff can. Can kind of be. I mean, Snickers is obviously. I think Snickers and Reese's are are the undisputed kings of of uh, chocolate.
0: There's uh, a lot of chocolate snobs out there.
1: Yeah, yeah. That it gets a little like because when people are like, "Oh yeah, Milky Way suck," I'm like, "They're fine, dude. Who cares?" Like, I I honestly am trying to think. Like, I even eat almond joys, man. I don't care. <laughs> Remember my aforementioned discussion about being fat and just eating all the candy? I, like, oh, I, like I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Any. I'm trying to think of honestly what because like you know there would always be that thing at, at, when you were done being when you were a kid and you would you know get your your pillow sack full you know you, you you know you have everything filled with the fucking candy you, you throw it onto the carpet and then like me and my friends would do this we'd get the pillowcase and, and and fill it with candy and then we'd go to some guy's house and just pour it all out on a on a carpet and then just kind of disperse it that way or whatever and I don't think I was ever like oh, take these I don't want these I was always just like I'll take them all man <laughs> like, you don't want almond joys great I'll take 12 almond joys I'm good so
0: yeah yeah did you ever take your pillowcase and fill it with bars of soap and beat each other with it?
1: Uh, No, that sounds barbaric. No, why would I do that?
0: Full Metal Jacket? No, blank. No, burning?
1: no. Nothing. Yeah, no.
0: Never saw Full Metal Jacket?
1: Right, uh, actually, I'm trying to remember nothing. if I've ever seen Full Metal Jacket. I don't think uh, I ever have. Is that bad? Should I have right. seen Full Metal Jacket?
0: I mean, I, I think you should see it, yeah. I think you should, yeah.
1: I, you know what I've never seen as show, well? Go watch Full Metal Jacket. I've never watched The what? Goonies. I've never seen The Goonies.
0: Yeah, I mean, you should probably see the Goonies,
1: but we were we were in Astoria, Oregon, and that's like
0: I don't know how you avoid the Goonies.
1: Like I don't know. Either. That's what I was thinking. I was like, "Fuck!" I, you I don't see the know.
0: Goonies by accident. So I like, don't
1: know how I never have. I honestly have never even stumbled in it. I, do you I've,
0: understand Goonies pop culture references? Like, if someone mentions sloth, do you know what? That so means? I know like, like the like,
1: basic uh, premise of it, but well, and that's what I was gonna say is like we were in Astoria, Oregon, and and like. Somebody like people found out when I was in a store and they're like, oh Goonies, go and I'm like, oh, all right, cool. But <laughs> is it like I guess it's filmed there or it's about there or whatever. The whole town is like, oh, Goonies. There's, there's like Goonies signs everywhere all over the town. Like it's a big fucking deal in that yeah. town. And I was like, I don't know, man. I don't get it. And I found this out. I found out that I had never seen it before when um Stranger Things got big on Netflix and everyone's like, Oh, you'll like Stranger Things, and I'm like, Oh, all right. They're like it's just like the Goonies, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, yeah I guess what I never watched either Stranger Things I was like well I don't care if it's like the Goonies because I've never watched the Goonies so
0: I didn't like Stranger Things I thought it sucked I don't like all that supernatural bullshit you know me I can't get into that
1: I figured it was the kids too many kids for you
0: no I mean it's just more the fighting monsters and shit I have no monster collective
1: stuff or, or nightmare collective that's not your you know Dark order, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Milmore, Milmore Muertes and fucking uh, Matanza, and all that shit can go hit the bricks. So,
0: yeah, I don't. I just, I'm not. I'm not interested in that. It's like Mike Francesa said one time. He's like, I'm not into the flying (laughs) sauces and the aliens. You know, just give me, just give me boy meets girl, a nice love story. You know, that that's Was he know, talking about was, indep- was he
1: talking about Independence Day when he was uh, ranting? I don't know here, what so. movies
0: he was referencing, but <laughs> that was like a classic bit that he did, you know, where people were like
1: Flying sauces I don't need any flying sauces.
0: I'm not into the flying sauces. <laughs> <laughs> <You> know, <it's,
1: laughs> of course my Francesa. When, yeah. That's just perfect. Yeah, that's perfect <laughs> Francesa sitting on his couch. Watching some is, fucking UFO movie, going ah, the hell is this shit? <laughs> are there are there
0: are there two better words for him to say? <laughs> right. than Flying saucers, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know, <laughs>
1: with his with his hand on his head, yeah, thinking, you know,
0: yeah. uh, you know, making that face. I'm not into the flying saucers. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. you can probably find that clip on YouTube. It's,
1: I'm sure. Yeah, I might I might have to go find that one. That's pretty incredible. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I don't bury any candy, so I am.
0: All right, I'll bury you. Want me to bury the Butterfinger?
1: No, nah, no, nah, we've done I, that gimmick. No, 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 it's fine. We're we're past that. We're we're past the.
0: I'm still picking one out of my teeth from 1998, so they're ter- it's a terrible candy.
1: I, I did see David David in the chat room just say dots exist only to gunk up your mouth, and I, I completely disagree. Dots exist to be eaten by me a lot. See, I
0: don't like anything that sticks in my teeth. That's my problem. That's fair. Well, I, that's, that, that's that's going to take like a lot. It.
1: Yeah, okay, that's going to take a lot. That that is why you're not a gummy yeah. guy then, because you kind of have to live <sighs> for the.
0: Certain, like, there's soft gummies that don't stick in your teeth, but, like, the harder gummies, like the, uh, and, and you know, like, obviously Butterfinger or anything with toffee or anything like that, I, I can't do it. Oh,
1: I, yeah, the toffee, the, that's going to hurt you. It so. bothers
0: me. If I got to go in the bathroom and floss immediately or, or <laughs> like, I can't, you know what I mean? Like, so I'm no just, Heath
1: Bars. You're there. not a Heath Bar guy because I, I no, love Heath Bars. Oh, man. All right. No Heath
0: Bar. No. Like, i rather just eat a fucking Hershey bar. No gimmicks. Yeah,
1: see, that's the worst uh, chocolate of them all, though that that you know, that it, when when I'm talking about the things I would split up, I would definitely trade a Hershey's bar for just about anything. To be honest, so, so
0: you're, you're you're a chocolate snob. It's yeah. like you're a fucking beer snob. You know, <laughs> you're a chocolate snob.
1: I and I do I, I do like the the Hershey's that have like the almonds or whatever. The Hershey's that have some of the other stuff, but the plain old Hershey's, you could, unless it's in a s'more, I got I got no use for it. So
0: yeah. Well, that's it. see. I'm not going anywhere else with this. It's because people get real touchy they about their, their favorite set.
1: foods.
0: <laughs> they get so mad.
1: Well, what is good though, is, as 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 a people, I think we've des- we we have decided now what candies are terrible, and you really don't see them much anymore. Like they're not in the wild, and that's to be fair. I'm not going and trick or treating anymore. But like you said, the Mary Janes and that sort of shit. Like you would always get that. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, why do you have these? Nobody wants these. Nobody bought these. Like those things are good. Like the you know the fucking uh. Oh, there's the other ones. There's these honey ones or something like that. They're just deplorable. Biddle, Biddle yeah, honey. Biddle Honey. Nobody wants that. Like,
0: honey. Those are old lady candies. Right. Like, the old <laughs> lady on the block gives those out. Biddle yeah, and I'm honey, like, oh, so she Jane.
1: just had them and was like, oh, it's Halloween. Yes. So she just put them in a, yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, you get a handful of Mary Jane,
1: Biddle Honey, <laughs> Biddle and, honey and other other peanut Originals. butter kisses. The, are Mary Jane's and peanut butter kisses the same? Like the, the orange and black wrapped, like.
0: No, 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 no.
1: Because what are Mary no, Janes? No, I I, maybe I don't know what Mary Janes are.
0: They're kind, They're just like a really hard, chewy fucking brown thing. They're gross. <laughs> um, you know, it's like, uh, yeah. Or, or you get like loose circus peanuts. You ever get
1: loose circus <laughs> yeah, peanuts? Yeah, yes. you know? <laughs> has, any, has anybody enjoyed a it, circus peanut ever? That's even in, even, in, even in 1930, did anybody go ah? What a treat! Circus peanuts, like, you know they're horrible, in, they're horrid, they're awful. In the
0: 1930s, voice I yes, like, that. like, like
1: no, I, I get can I I get I don't like candy corn. I'm not going to get it. that's like the lowest hanging fruit to make fun of candy corn or whatever. But I get it. I understand yeah. candy corn. I don't like it. It's fine. I've never understood the circus peanuts here. Here is the fucking styrofoam from the bottom of a box that's now orange. Here you go. Eat it. They're horrible. Horrible. So
0: dry. It's like trying to swallow cobwebs. (laughs) It's It's just awful. It's terrible. You know, it's like you, you need a gallon of water just to get them down. They just, yeah, and they taste horrible. They're that weird – you know they're like scientifically fucking generated just the way the texture is and everything. Like you know you're eating something Are they supposed
1: to be marshmallow? Is that what the – it's supposed to be marshmallow, right? (laughs) Like I think that's what it's supposed to be. Is it not? What is it supposed to be? They're circus peanuts. I don't think they're supposed to be –
0: I don't think it's meant to be marshmallow. Like peeps are meant to be marshmallow. Right,
1: right, right, right.
0: And that's just like you bite into a peep. It's like – they're crunchy, because there's so much sugar. Oh, like the it's, peeps are you horrible. You feel the crunch. Yeah,
1: peeps are, are awful, too. But...
0: I eat a peep. I feel like, all right, all my teeth are going to fall Every out. Every year, I
1: week. eat one peep to remind myself that I don't like peeps. I'm like, ah, are they that bad? And then I eat them, and I'm like, yeah, they're that bad. And then I just throw the rest of them away. So
0: um... uh, we See, there are Circus Peanut fans in the uh,
1: chat. Oh, get out of here. Get Swear here. to God. Go. Gone. All of them. One funky note, I fucking love Circus Peanuts. Hit the bricks. I, I think he needs to be banned forever. So
0: I think I'm going to... Um, I think I'm going to uh,
1: put his <laughs> mute to him out. for a moment. Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm there you go. Yeah. 300
1: seconds, out. 300 seconds to think about what you've yeah. done. So
0: he's out of here. Yeah. 300 seconds. All for uh standing <laughs> circus peanuts. <laughs> right.
1: That can't happen. So
0: that, you can't have it. All right. Got an ad read or something.
1: Can yeah. yeah I got an ad word? read. Yeah. You want to no, do that? Good. Let's, let's, let's do this. Let's talk about a hair loss, show, Cause we are sponsored this week by our friends at keeps. And you know, as a guy and I know as a guy and all the, Guys that are listening know, so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair from how it feels, getting a fresh cut, to the way it's perfectly styled before going out. That's why when we get into our 20s and our 30s and we start noticing the first signs of hair loss, it definitely feels like panic time, because let's face it, nobody is ready to go bald. Thankfully, there is Keeps, the simple and easy way to keep your hair. Two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they are 35. And the best way to prevent that hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair left. So in the old days, the olden days, those 1930s that we were talking about, you'd have to go to the doctor's office for your hair loss prescriptions. You had to go and get the weird things in the pharmacy and hit the Button, And the person has to have come with all the keys and go, what do you want? And you have to say, I want the hair loss thing because I don't have any hair anymore. You can see, you know what I'm here for. You can tell what I'm here for. It's obviously the hair loss thing and they would open it and give it to you. And then you have to follow them up to the register. It was horrible. It was embarrassing. It was awful. But thanks to keeps, you don't have to do that anymore. You can visit a doctor online and get your hair loss medication delivered right to your home They make it easy and deliver your medication every three months so you can say goodbye to the pharmacy checkout lines and the awkward doctor visits. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. You may have tried them before, but probably never for this price. And as we said, Keeps treatments typically take between four to six months to see results, so it's important to act fast. The sooner you start using Keeps, the more hair you will save, and you can find out today why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors, and more than 100,000 men trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention medication. Keeps treatments start at just $10 per month. Plus, for a limited time, you can get your first month free. So let's talk about how you can get that first month free. All you're gonna want to do is go to Keeps.com/vow to keep uh, your hair there for the first month of your treatment. You're gonna get it free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com keeps.com slash vow again keeps.com slash vow dot com slash vow you do that you're going to get your first month of treatment for free again that's keeps.com slash vow and we thank them for sponsoring this week's show so all right this was not our plan initially to talk about this topic but it came up yesterday and uh we have to lead the show off with it it is a pretty big news Uh, stuff that I was kind of shocked when I saw it as well. I had to kind of reread it a couple times to figure out what was all going on. And uh, I'm curious, because yeah, we have not talked about this, so I don't know exactly your take on this or what your thoughts are on this. But uh, uh, the big news that came out yesterday is that Ring of Honor announced that they're going to go on hiatus at the end of the year uh, until April 2022. So here's their quote directly from the website. Then we'll give you some more details and then give our thoughts here. It says, quote, throughout the pandemic, our top priority was to keep everybody healthy and safe. And despite not producing any live events, over 18 months, we were able to keep everybody Fully contracted, We now find ourselves at a time where we need to make changes to our new business operations and are planning a pivot for Ring of Honor with a new mission and strategy. The year will culminate with final battle in December, and we'll be taking the first quarter of 2022 to work internally to reimagine Ring of Honor. ROH has the most dedicated fans in the industry, and we appreciate their loyalty and patience as we, we reconceptualize ROH. We anticipate returning to live events in April for Supercard of Honor with a new fan-focused product. And provide a unique experience for wrestling fans. So real quick, I'll just kind of run down what, what you got there. ROH is going to hold uh, the December 11th final battle pay per view. They're going to do TV tapings in November, and then after that, all contracted talent is done. They're all. Done. I mean, it's going to be early in 2022. All their contracts are going to expire, and they will all be let go. And they plan is obviously to be out the first quarter of 2022. And like they said, we anticipate returning to live events in April. For Supercard of Honor. So presumably, December 11th until April, Ring of Honor will largely cease to exist. We don't know what they're going to do with their TV. We don't know exactly what they're going to do there. But, but that is the plan right now. Uh, Dave Meltzer on this morning's Wrestling Observer said the plan is, quote, essentially to be an indie promotion. Uh, they're going to book top indie talent as opposed to having regularly contracted wrestlers. So uh, Sinclair has not officially, has not canceled the ROH TV show either. So it's not dead. They haven't gotten canceled. But just things are going to be different, like they said, with a new fan-focused product and provide a unique experience for wrestling fans. So, so what would you make of this news when you did hear it yesterday that Ring of Honor is going on hiatus and, and will be gone essentially until April 2022?
0: Now, uh, talent, the, the people under contract that are going to be paid through the end of the year, and if their contracts were up at the end of this year, they're going to be paid through the end of the year. If they had longer-term contracts, they're going to be paid through March, I think. But all of these people are free to work wherever they want right now that's correct right Isn't that, that is the, correct yeah so
1: so i guess the yeah. the thing was hey we're all gonna let you guys go we are still gonna pay you but if you want to take bookings go take bookings and people already have banditos yeah. already booked yeah. for gcw uh we've heard of some other names getting you know scooped up by some different companies they can, they as well can,
0: they can show up on raw or dynamite tomorrow yeah if they, exactly if they want to yeah right but i think that they still have to go to the tv they
1: are are the still TV. obligated to go the november yeah. tv tapes and are all uh obligated to do obviously the december you know Uh, Pay-per-view as well, Final Battle. If
0: they want to continue being paid through the end of the year or through March or whatever. But, um, so, my whole thing about this is I think people are kind of running wild and attributing all of this to stuff that I don't really see evidence of. I I, I think that the answer is pretty simple in my view. I think that COVID... Killed Ring of Honor as we know it, because they paid all of these people for 18 months, which was admirable and, you know, was was probably the right thing to do. But they didn't bring in any revenue. They weren't running shows, period. Then they ran some shows with no fans. They ran a couple of shows, a small handful of shows where they sold some tickets, but nothing significant to this kind of bottom line. I mean, we're talking crowds of a couple hundred people two or three times that's a couple thousand dollars. It may as well have been zero dollars. They ran a couple of pay-per-views that presumably did, again, very little business in, in in the grand scheme of things in terms of making up all of that lost revenue over the course of 18 months. So with all the other problems that Sinclair is having right now with their data breaches and all of this and um, the bad investment they made into the regional sports networks, which I'm sure you're going to talk about a little more And give more detail on. And they're trying to get out from under that. Because that turned out to be a very bad business deal. uh, That could potentially sink the whole company. Worst case scenario. Um, And now they have this line item. On their their docket. On their P&L sheet. For this wrestling company. That has done nothing but lose money over the last 18 months. Because it's not driving any revenue. Aside from ad revenue from the TV. So that's an easy thing to cut. Uh, when they see all of these various six-figure contracts for the top stars and all these other contracts for everybody else, it's not just wrestlers. You have office personnel, television announcers, whoever else you know works for the promotion. It's easy to cut, you know. So I mean, I chalk this up to COVID because I feel like before COVID, if you look at where ROH was, they were still signing big-name free agents. They were still giving out competitive contracts in a competitive environment. Uh they were running shows, they weren't drawn like Gangbusters. Of course, attendance has gone down since they lost the elite, but I think people are over exaggerating just how poorly they were doing. They they were obviously doing well enough to where Sinclair was still greenlighting them to sign major free agents and and uh and operate this company. So I I really don't think this has much to do with poor business or declining business or losing the elite, which happened eons ago at this point in wrestling time or the existence of AEW or any of those things. I think the simple answer to this is 18 months of drawing no revenue with nothing but expenditures and all of the other problems piled on top of Sinclair, uh, in the interim, uh, have caused this shift. And one more point before, I know you're raring to go. One more quick point is that, um, The fact that they're keeping the TV tells you that the ad revenue that they're getting from that television and with with all of the time that they fill on those Sinclair stations with the ROH TV show is valuable to them. Because because they didn't shut – here's the other thing. They did, did not shut the company. Down. The company is not foldy, but cut the um, salaries down to X amount. We could still make money on this thing because you know X amount of people are watching it, it, it. You know, you know it's driving better ad rates than most of the other shit that's on these Sinclair stations, reruns of old fucking sitcoms and all this other shit. There's nothing on these Sinclair channels oh, except oh the only thing anybody's awful. watching. Yeah. It's the only thing anyone's watching. It are, are, is the local news and the fucking Ring of Honor? Is it? You know, so they're keeping the TV. Which tells you that that has value, but they're downsizing and they're going to run it with fucking 50 buck a night talent, $100 a night talent. And, um, you know, so that tells me that this was primarily COVID driven in my mind. I, I don't see this as, oh, my God, you know, A.W. put these guys out. or No, I, I mean, I feel like if COVID never happens, I, I, I don't feel like this would be happening. That That's my take on Thursday the day the story broke as it's still developing. Hopefully we learn more.
1: Yeah, and and, and I largely agree with you. And I think this is something that I <laughs> go back to the old ROH wrestling message board. You could probably he- hear me complaining and getting nuts about this in, in, in 2011 is when they got sold to Sinclair. I, and, and I, you were on that board as well, right? That message board. I remember, I don't know if you were a frequent poster on Which board on that are board. we talking about? Uh, the ROH official wrestling board. I... On, their, on their on their website there was a message board. You mean board. in the gay era? Yes. Yeah.
0: Oh God. I lurked on that board for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I, I posted on there as well. So I remember when they got sold to Sinclair, I remember going nuts about it at the time thinking, okay, this is bad. And people say, no, 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 it's good. Sinclair's going to put money in them. And Sinclair's this big company and all this sort of stuff. And I said, no, this is bad. This is terrible because they are now a line item. You know, they can easily be deleted, replaced. Getting rid of an accountant can just come up and say, "What is this shit? Get rid of this," and and it's gone. You know what I mean? Without any thought of what's going on or what's you know how how you know, any, all that sort of stuff. That was initially in in, in 2011. I was saying it's, this is the end. You know, this company is going to be around for a couple more years, and then someone's going to get a bug up their ass and just decide, "Ah, right, why are we paying for wrestling? Forget this. Let's go." I was obviously wrong about that. <laughs> you know, it stayed in business for ten more years uh, after the Sinclair purchase, largely like we said that they they seemed pretty happy with what Ring of Honor was giving. Uh, to them for, for a lot of years but that's still always loomed that at the end of the day and we talked about it before it was is the gift and the curse of Ring of Honor the gift is you're a line item in a giant company so at least you have a line of money that you can always kind of go to and pull as long as they don't notice that you're doing it or at one point some accountant doesn't go what the hell is this stuff wrestling who cares you know uh, whatever and, and maybe you know somebody can fight and say no 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 they do good ad rates no no they're fine like keep them get rid of you know this you know get rid of this stupid thing here and they go okay yeah whatever You know, that that was always the idea, and it seemed like for a while that ROH was, because ROH was never really bringing in a ton of money. You know, there wasn't ever a year where we, you know, maybe it was the 2016 to to 2017 era, you know, that little era where we'd we'd say, ah, you know what, they were probably doing pretty well in that time. Maybe they were bringing in, maybe they were actually in the black or whatever. I have no idea. I probably not. I would guess they were probably always running a little bit in the red, but at least at the end of the day, they were bringing ad revenue. They were bringing cheap programming. They were doing all that sort of stuff to, to Sinclair, where they didn't really care it didn't really matter too much to them but like you said and that's why I, I agree with your overall point is that covid comes and they're not bringing in any revenue they're not doing anything and then you have the perfect storm of sinclair having this huge data breach and i think largely looking at all of their books and saying it's not just cuz of the data breach obviously the data breach is a big big deal and that it, it's i don't know enough about the the intricacies of the data breach but i do know that you know a lot of people are like oh that was bad like that's a lot of shit that that got You know, taken a lot. I mean, hell, this week's Ring of Honor didn't air. You know what I mean? They had, quote, technical difficulties. So golly knows what got taken or if they still have access or whatever. Like, a disaster. It was an absolute, absolute disaster. But the flip side of that, too, and the part that I think some people are are not aware of, if you're not into the sports media world, the sports TV world, is that Sinclair at uh, the beginning of this year, uh, early on this year, spent an ungodly amount of money to buy all the old Fox Sports net channels, all these old regional sports networks that were Fox Sports Net or whatever before and bring them all under their umbrella. So all these were Sinclair properties and then they eventually, they rebranded them to the Bally's. So any, any, you know, sports network you see that says Bally's on it is owned by Sinclair right now. They they own all those. The problem was, is they spent uh, about 9.8 billion, I think, to buy all these RSNs. It was something like that. Some, some insanely large number, somewhere between the nine and 10 billion. It doesn't matter at that point. It's, It's just a lot of fucking money. Uh, the problem is they borrowed $8 million to make that purchase. Now, again, I, I wish I could borrow on, on that line of credit, but I can't, Joe. They won't let me do that. But what what the problem is is the investment doesn't look good right now because – RSNs are 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 you know, they're struggling right now. A lot of these TV networks, and a lot of these or a lot of these sports leagues, I should say, are now starting to look at, hey, you know what, why don't we just cut this middleman out and do our own thing and distribute our own stuff and do all this sort of stuff, which was gonna be the big death knell that everybody was kind of waiting for with the RSNs. Well, it may have come now. It may be coming pretty soon. And that makes that investment that that was a probably a terrible investment anyway, in terms of how much they paid for all these RSNs. It makes that that future investment of that look even worse if MLB just says, you know what? Now nah, we're not going to let you show our stuff. We're going to show our stuff on our networks. Or you have to lease it through us or whatever. It's going to be a big issue. And that has a lot of people in Sinclair thinking, well, what the fuck is our business? What are we doing? We we spent all this money on this thing that might not be worth anything. <laughs> you know, in a year or two, uh, you know, we spent almost $10 billion on something that might not be worth anything. So everybody is getting reassessed. Everything in that, in that company is being assessed. And that is where we get back to Ring of Honor that, you know, it was the same thing with WCW. Once WCW was no longer successful, it was open to an accountant saying, what are we doing here and getting rid of it immediately. And that is kind of my thought. So it's partially ring of honor. It's partially COVID. And it's also partially that there's nobody probably in that room that can really give an actual reason why ring of honor needs to exist in its current form. You know what I mean? If they were selling out, you know, if they were doing a thousand tickets every single week or, or getting these big numbers or all this sort of stuff, right? This insane social media following, you know, yeah, maybe, you know, I don't know, would this still be happening? it probably still maybe potentially be a problem. But I tend to think of the same thing with WCW, where people always go, oh, well, no, it's Jamie Kellner. Oh, no, it was, you know, Turner, and they were going to sell. Yeah, but if WCW was doing gangbusters, if WCW was the business it was in 1997, it's not as easy to say, hey, get rid of this wrestling shit. And someone could say, whoa, 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 no, hold on a minute. Like, let me tell you what they're doing. They're doing big time things here. They're doing big stuff. That's not the case with Ring of Honor. So there is nobody in that room. And, and Joe Coff, I think he even said, I think the reports have come out that in that meeting, he claims that I fought, I fought, I fought, I fought. And and I believe him because that's you know his, his, his baby really is Ring of Honor. And I believe that he fought him. But at the end of the day, when hard questions were asked about the business of Ring of Honor and he had to give honest answers, there's no good answer that makes it so, yeah, let's continue and invest a bunch of money in this company. And that sucks. Like that sucks that it's that way. But COVID hurt, hurt it. I think overall business of Ring of Honor heard it because it's not like they can say, well, hey, look, Pre COVID, we were doing, you know, 10,000, you know, we're doing a thousand a week and, and all these different things or whatever. And look at the ratings and look at all this sort of stuff. They can't even point to that. They can point to stuff from six years ago, five years ago, or whatever. And then they can also say, well, yeah, what have you guys done in the last year? Well, absolutely nothing except for spend money and not run shows. And then we try to come back and nobody really bought tickets to our shows. There's just no, anybody on that other side of that table has literally nothing in the ring of honor favor to say, no, this is why you guys need to continue spending money on this thing. So, to me, it seemed like a no-brainer that it was going to happen. I think, I think, COVID is obviously the biggest factor of it, but I do think the ROH business played a little factor in it because if it was hot as hell, it wouldn't be gone as quickly as it was. It wouldn't be. I, I don't, you know, I mean, I don't think they would downsize it as much as they were, but I don't know how hot it would have had to be for for those people in that in that room or the accountant or whatever, whoever did, made this decision to say, ah, you know what, yeah, we'll keep this thing. But again, it doesn't matter because they didn't have that argument. They didn't have the COVID argument and there's just simply no argument to keeping ring of honor in the current state that it was because it was just i mean for lack of a better term it 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 failed in its 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 structure and it failed in its 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 what it tried to do and it also failed cuz covid came and and they smartly decided hey let's chill out for a little bit let's let this thing pass that was 2 years ago and they can no longer just let it pass and they had to bring stuff back and then it just wasn't a hot product when they brought it back and now here we are in in whatever this is right now this hiatus and and, and whatever and the Ring of Honor that we know is 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 done. It ceases to exist, and 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 that's that's a shame. But uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of weird. I mean, people are bringing back like, oh, it's Bully Ray booked this and like Flip Gordon, and then I'm like, it's not like it. It's not one thing. It's not one it's guy. It's Thrones. not one person. It's none yeah.
0: of these things. It's none of these booking decisions. That's I, I don't believe. It's Madison Square
1: Taven. Like I'm sure, and I'm saying like I I think it's it's none of those decisions solely. It's probably a little bit of everything, but it's also the biggest thing is COVID. They just couldn't run shows for 18 months. They didn't run shows for 18 months. They came back. They were cold as ice. They weren't really hot going into COVID, but then they were super cold after COVID and pretty much had nothing left at that point.
0: Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean.
1: Because what would be the, the... argument? If, I, if I'm i like, hey, Joel, you're Joe Coff, and I say, Joe, hey, that works. Joe, why should we continue to spend X amount of money on Ring of Honor?
0: Yeah, I think that um... – <laughs>
1: Got no answer. It's just uh
0: <laughs> Please? Yeah. I mean, it's like you're saying they weren't super hot going into COVID and you know, obviously coming out of it, it didn't it didn't feel like people were, you know, super excited about Ring of Honor coming back. I mean, I think that would have taken time. But again though, I don't think that they were in this super dire predicament before COVID hit that a lot of people are framing it to be. They were obviously not as hot as they were when the, when the elite were around. Okay. There's no question about it, but I think it's a little revisionist to where people were like, you know, that they were on death's door before COVID. They, they they weren't. I mean, before COVID we were talking about, um, we always had them in the conversation when there would, uh, you know, big free agents would come available if they were a good fit. And they were in, you know, they were bidding for major free agents against WWE and these major companies and winning in some cases. So um, I just don't think they were in a mindset at that time of uh, the clock ticking on this thing and then thinking about ending it all. I just don't think that was the mindset before COVID. And I think COVID and all the other things we talked about made it easier to finally just cut bait on this thing instead of dumping more money into it and hoping it turns around when um they're in they're in so when they're eight billion with a b dollars in debt for just the rsn deals alone it's like come on they're not gonna you know put in all this effort to uh to try to turn this thing around so um, it was, and, and, and they probably look at it as, okay, we know we can make X amount of money with the television show through ad revenue, okay? So how do we get our expenditures below that amount? Well, the answer is easy. You use indie talent. You pay people by the date because then we know exactly how much we can spend per show based on what we're getting back in the ad revenue, and then we can continue to make money on this thing. If they didn't think they could keep making money on this – they would have just shut the company down completely. So, they obviously think they could still make money on the TVN.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the silver lining is that it does appear that some of the office people will still be there. It appears that the Ring of Honor itself is not going to die like, you know, as many people. I mean, this for all intents and purposes, this might be it you know what I mean like I, I who knows like hiatuses are very weird WCW went it's on a true. hiatus yeah. you know what I mean WCW said all right spring break we're going on hiatus we'll see you guys in a little bit and they never came back You know what I mean? yeah, <laughs> yeah. If,
0: they, if they ultimately shut it down then that means they don't think they
1: can make right. money on the TV you but know? now but that's today, you know four months now they have to sit down or five six seven months now to sit down and say okay what is our plan how are we growing how are we making money what are we booking is there a place for us you know what is our niche what is all that sort of stuff that's what that, they have to decide now over those next four months
0: and I saw some people that were like, oh, I can't believe they kept Hunter Johnson. Well, it's like, well, someone has to run the company. They're not, they didn't fold. Someone has to book the shows and book the talent and put the shows together. You know, they can't fire literally everyone. You can't have independent wrestlers showing up to empty buildings and just Joe Coff is there. You still have to have staff. Like, I don't know why people are stunned that Delirious is keeping his job. I mean, uh, you know, someone had to keep that position. I mean, you can't just have – have, like you said, you have to keep the office because, again, they're not – people are acting like they're shutting the company down. And the fact that they are keeping some of these office people tells me that, at least today, the plan is for a hiatus. But, again, like you said, that can change easily. They can easily change their mind on that and say, you know what? Fuck this. Let's just shut this thing down, and we'll put some reruns of the fucking Rifleman on uh on it's such a weird and, channel That's and we'll so be bad. fine
1: you know i, I bet my dad um, loves those channels because they just show like like 1960s like westerns and stuff so yeah i love yeah. it he probably fucking loves that channel he watches it all. you know the, time, the other bro. thing
0: too i think roh 2.0 isn't gonna look drastically different than current roh because what's stopping them from just booking the same people on per date deals
1: Right, right. It would just be the matter of, you know, who has rights. Of first... I mean, some guys are going to get scooped up, obviously. Some guys are going to get signed and, and picked Listen, up. Listen, and... they're
0: losing their stars.
1: Yeah, right.
0: The, 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 the top is getting sifted away. Uh, but, I mean, like, that, you're going to see a lot of the same faces. The people that don't get signed, and a lot of people won't, why wouldn't they just come to work get on the per day? They're going to need somewhere to work and somewhere to wrestle. The only thing preventing that is pride. So I don't think when they finally do come back in April, it's going to look drastically different than it looks now in terms of the talent being used in those things. With the exception of the top talent who will all get deals elsewhere. And we all know who those people are. Okay. The whole Roosh and his family are not going to come
1: back. <laughs> you know.
0: That's... Okay. They're going to find other things to do. Uh, those guys are all too well with the exception of uh, the dad. The rest of them are way too talented and everything to, to you know, mull around for 100 bucks a night. Work in roh indie shows okay they're gonna get deals somewhere right
1: but if beer city bruiser wants to come back i think he'll probably be allowed to come back so
0: no disrespect to the former Dinty Moore, but yeah beer city bruiser is a perfect example of a guy who i would fully expect you might see in april i mean you know some guys like that and you know so uh you know it's uh not everyone's gonna get scooped up and they're they're gonna they're gonna keep using some of those people and um you know the the thing is though, without any contracts or anything, you have to be careful who you push, and you know because you could just lose people instantly and those sorts of things. But um, you know it, 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 they have to operate like any other indie, where yeah. you could just lose anybody at any time, and then you just have to adjust on the fly. But um, you know as 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 far as um, you know people thinking that it's going to be, you know, just a bunch of no name local indie wrestlers. Why would that be the case? Why wouldn't they just keep using the same guys? And I think that they will for the most part.
1: Right. I think people look at like, you know, something like a progress and, and look at the current state of progress. But it's like, okay, the thing with the progress was all the talent got signed or they got canceled. You know what I mean? Like there was nobody left. I mean, it was just a, a smoldering mass, that, that entire wrestling scene. That's not the case of the American wrestling scene. If, if, if people want to work for Ring of Honor and they have the date open, I can't imagine that they're going to be paying them like crap. I mean, if it's Ring of Honor versus, you know, insert local indie here, there's probably a solid chance that on that Saturday that Ring of Honor is going to pay you a little bit more. To work their show, then, well, and then you're
0: gonna and, and you're gonna be on TV,
1: right? So they they will have a leg up in that sense. Like you said, it might be a pride thing. Some of these people might say, "Fuck them!" Nah, I'm not going back to them. Nah, I'm you not were doing paying
0: it. me, you were paying me sixty thousand a year. Now you're offering me a hundred and fifty. Right, right. So there there
1: will be several people, and and, and probably rightfully so, that are going to feel a little weird about that. And and I would feel yeah. weird about that too, for sure. Yeah. But largely, now it opens them up to the rest of the independent scene, where a lot of those people are going to say, $150? Yeah, sure, great. Or yeah, hell, a thousand dollars for a TV taping? Cool, I'll be there." For sure.
0: Rich, where's where's Joe Keys going?
1: Where's Dak Draper going? <laughs> I mean, come where's on. Bateman yeah, going? Yeah,
0: that's... you know, it's like uh it's just a lot of these guys, and it's I don't mean any disrespect. There's just no room for them in the in, in in other places. Right. So they're not all gonna maybe some of the ones that we're kind of riffing on here will get signed. I don't fucking know, but they're not all gonna get signed. I mean, you know, and it's uh you know, maybe Eli Isom gets fucking left out in the cold. You know, and, and why the fuck would they, you know, they might keep using a guy like that. So, um, you know, we'll see how all of that plays out, but it's, it, look it for the industry as a whole, it's one less place giving out uh real livable wage yeah. contracts. That's the one big downside. You have one less place to use as leverage against the other places. It, 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 and there are certain guys who were a good fit for ring of honor, who aren't going to be good fits for anybody else. Um, you know, so that's gone. So, you know, you're left with Impact and um, and AEW, and WWE. And, you know, that's you know, MLW gives contracts to a select few. The rest of it is kind of just written on a napkin and is essentially per date and very easy to get out of. Um, NWA, same kind of deal. You know, they're really just bringing you in for tapings and maybe there's a couple people at the top who have a full-time deal. And uh, I don't know if I'm. Oh, there's always New Japan of America, which is kind of its own thing. But so Ring of Honor, you know, was was occupying a a pretty key cog. It was like a third legitimate place to get a real contract, and now that's out the window. So that's not good.
1: Yeah, um, and it is you're on that tier of wrestler. Yeah, and and we definitely have a weird. We're we're in a weird time right now in 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 American wrestling, and really all wrestling. Uh, you know, around the world, but American wrestling, because there are several people that that are, you know, oh, AEW killed Ring of Honor, AEW's killing the rest of the, the wrestling scene. And, and you know, to say it in those terms, I don't think is fair to, to anybody. I mean, I, I don't think that that's true at all. What's happening, though, is and it happened during the 90s, too, with WC, the post territory era. And the 90s when the rise of when WCW started getting on track and doing stuff and, and WF was already living off of, you know, the fumes of, of of the 80s, but then they got hot and they were hot at the same time as WCW. Like what you saw is like the independents really, really, really struggled and, you know, we're kind of in a sense getting that a bit in America again. It's not be, It's not a fault of AEW. It's not because AEW is trying to put Ring of Honor in of business. It's not because WWE is trying to put Ring of Honor out of business, even if they did it at one point or even if, you know, whatever. The problem that a lot of people uh, is going on right now in the wrestling industry, especially in America, and, and people ask this, and every time I do a Q&A on Patreon, people are always, hey, what can Impact or Ring of Honor do to, you know, to grow or, like, to get better to yada, yada, yada? And I always say the key is, and, and, and a lot of companies are going to struggle with this over the next, you know, few years Covid aside, forgetting Covid, obviously that is a, a huge factor, probably the biggest factor for independent wrestling. But for for you know, how do these companies grow? How do they get beyond the point where they are right now? Is and, and largely, my answer is always kind of the same: is they have to find a niche. They have to find something that makes them discernible. They have to find a reason for you. There's so many finite hours of time that you have in a day to consume pro wrestling, or to consume anything, or consume any sort of media. So what is Ring of Honor going to do to make me say okay? With this finite amount of time, I am going to give an hour of that finite time to Ring of Honor. We're going to talk about it later. What does Impact have to do for me to give them an hour every single week and three hours every single quarter? What are they going to do to do that? And now they're competing for eyeballs. They're competing for for your attention span. They're competing for all that sort of stuff. And, you know, you just can't do, I mean, for a a long time, for 20 years in America, you were just able to say, well, we have pro wrestling. And that Ring of Honor was built on that backbone. We have pro wrestling. That other company, I don't know what they're doing, but we have pro wrestling, you know, and that's that's what they were built on for years and years and years and years. They were built on we have pro wrestling. Impact for a little bit said that we are pro wrestling, but they were still bullshit at the time, you know. They still had all that stuff, but they largely tried to build that up in their early days to say, hey, we have AJ Styles and we have Samoa Joe and we have Kurt Angle, we have you know these guys, we have wrestling here. Ring of Honor built on the backbone of we have wrestling here. And that was fine for twenty years. That 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 niche was fine. The hey, whatever they do over there, the sports entertainment guys fuck that. We're pro wrestling. You can't do that anymore. One of the major companies in America is saying we are pro wrestling, and does it on every time that they have opportunity to do it is to say we are pro wrestling, and they they hit that over the head. Whether it's CM Punk talking about it, whether it's Brian Danielson talking about it, whether it's Tony Khan talking about it, whether whoever they say we are pro wrestling. So that niche of hey, if you're an American wrestling fan and you want to watch quote-unquote good pro wrestling, you got something now. You got a very accessible thing that's on your TV two hours every single week or two hours on TNT every Wednesday and and an hour every single Friday and and it's on pay-per-view every quarter. You got that, man. You know what I mean? Like you have pro wrestling in a major American company right now. So these companies have to figure out something. What is going to make me watch Ring of Honor? What is going to make me watch Impact? And I think that they've really failed in the last few years of figuring out, okay, what is our niche in this new universe? And maybe Ring of Honor is figuring, hey, we don't have that niche, so we're just going to downsize and just be whatever we are and people come and watch our shows every so often or whatever, but we're an indie. That's fine. They, they have maybe given up on that fight and they're done and they're going to let it go. Impact, I think, is still largely trying to be in on that fight, but we're going to talk about it in a bit when we talk about Bound for Glory. What is Impact doing that's going to make you a Joe Lanza? Are you, any listeners here, say, oh, I'm going convi- to commit an hour or two hours every single week to watching Impact?
0: Bound for Glory made me not want to watch Impact ever again
1: because you have a finite amount of time, like you know what I mean. Like you have not, and and people, and also
0: ter- it was fucking horrendous. It was horrendous.
1: It was awful. Yeah. So if and and you don't, you're watching that, going, what are you guys going for? What do you want me to take from the show? If is it a, a really, really, really bad impression of WWE? Well, good. I'm not going to watch it then. And that's kind of what <laughs> Impact, you know, Bound for Glory kind of was, and that's what Impact kind of has been lately. We talked about it a couple years ago when NWA first came out of the scene. What they were doing and their niche was were classic TV. Style pro wrestling, we're territorial studio wrestling, and it was fucking cool because it was different. You know, it was it didn't try to be WWE, it didn't try to be AEW, it didn't try to be anything else. It said, "Hey, what's nobody in this marketplace doing? That's what we're gonna do." And we talked about it last week with GCW. The reason GCW keeps growing and keeps doing well is they found their fucking niche. Whether whether Joe Lands or Rich or whoever, whether we like it or not. They are clearly different than all these other companies. GCW has an entire aura about itself that no other major company has in America right now. I can't say the same for Ring of Honor. I can't say they the were, same for they Impact.
0: They were trying with the pure thing and everything. It
1: just, but that's not enough. And people said that too. They're like, oh, the pure thing. That's, you're not going to get enough. I like the pure stuff. Yeah. And I get it. You're, you're trying to say, hey, what is our thing? What is our, what is our niche? What is our whatever? If the pure wrestling was your niche and was your thing, okay, that's fine. I don't know that that was going to be that successful. But maybe they should have tried it. Maybe they were going to try it. Maybe it was going to happen. Obviously, that is now done. That's not going to happen. That might be a thing. I, maybe you, you, if you create a star, that might do it. But how are you... You know what I mean? Like They're in this really weird place where I don't know. I, if I'm in Ring of Honor, I might do exactly what they're doing and say, you know what? I don't know. Let's just downsize the, and do our thing and be little and whatever.
0: The problem with going back to the 2006 model of using the top indie stars, okay, is... In two thousand six, when they were doing that, WWE wasn't interested in any of those people. So they were really able to sink their teeth into that whole generation of wrestlers who got fucked because WWE didn't take notice of them until ten years after they right. should have. Now, impact got in the way a little bit, but for you know, throughout a lot of their history, they remained on good terms with Impact. There were times that Impact pulled some of the people, but most of the time they were in a good relationship with Impact and they were able to use a lot of those, you know, the Samoa Joes and the Christopher Daniels and the people that were working Impact. Um, but they got away with that model because all of these great wrestlers were in no danger of being signed until very late in the game because WWE just wasn't interested in that type of wrestler. That's the case again today. The problem is AEW. right? And the problem is um, all of these other companies like uh, the Modern Impact Wrestling and your MLWs and your NWAs and your New Japan of Americas who are constantly looking for talent. So anyone that you build is going to get, who's even remotely marketable or interesting is going to get taken away by somebody who could offer them a deal. So that model isn't going to work in today's environment Um, because you can't, I mean, people get signed now before they get hot. I mean, we've been talking about that for, you know, WWE before they changed their philosophy was just signing people the second they had a modicum of a name. Somebody like Sky Blue, who isn't even close to ready and AEW is just signing her. And bringing her in immediately because it's either, you know, you, you, you just it's, that's the game now. You have to get your claws in.
1: Right. Blake Christian is a great example of one that we always brought up. Jake Atlas, Blake Christian, those guys that were just like, all right, they did like five shows that got promised. Okay, cool. You're done. You're, you're up. You're, you're here. So,
0: so you can't, rely, anyone <laughs> who gets any kind of buzz is going to be gone. So it's interesting how they're going to operate like that. And, and, and the, the advantage Game Changer has is they have a bunch of unsignable people. You know, so and yeah, we've talked about yeah, that we, about we talked
1: fans. before that the, the ECW benefit is that you know we're we're the land of misfit toys in a large way, and yeah. and that even was untenable and only lasted a. Couple. I mean, that lasted from I don't know what ninety four to ninety halfway through ninety seven, and then everybody was like, ah, fuck Raven, oh, who cares? Yeah, we'll bring Raven back. We'll bring you know Stevie Richards, in. we'll do, and then like,
0: no, not even like people like Sandman and Public Enemy who really were bad fits.
1: Right, it was just like, well, they got to, you know, eventually they gained so much buzz and so much steam that that, that it came untenable and it was like, well, fuck, I won't, anyway. yeah. yeah, Mikey, Whipwreck, <laughs> Mikey Whipwreck in WCW those days, that was great. Regardless
0: so. of whether they're a good fit, yeah, but yeah. I mean Game Changer, with their advantages is Alex Colon and Nick Gage and G. Raver and, and, and Atticus Kogar, they are never getting signed. Right? No, she no, annoyed. no.
1: Yeah, and and that's and, again, like that's <laughs> they created a benefit because they created a niche to that, managed. yeah, that is not going to be ta- like AEW's not going to get nuts one day and say, ah, fuck it, we're a Deathmatch company now. <laughs> they're just gonna they're not gonna sign all is. those guys. So, um, yeah, I, I it's it's a very—I mean, I don't I don't envy any of these people right now. I try to figure out what we do moving forward. What we do? What does an MLW do? What does a, a Ring of Honor do? What does an Impact do? This, this second level of promotions in America, it's just it's tough, man. It is very, very tough, and the you know, the, the, the economics of it is just it's it's difficult.
0: Well, we know what we know. What Impact does? What Impact does is continue to mail it in, and it's fine <laughs> because Anthem owns them, and they want they built a they bought a television station just to keep their wrestling. Yeah, they bought a television station
1: life. and fired literally everybody so, else in their company so they could keep it. So I guess yeah, yeah,
0: and 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 they obviously see value in it, and and. And I don't think that they necessarily, you know, uh, I I don't even think they try very hard. I mean, Bound for Glory was horrendous. It was a terrible show. The weekly TV ranges from barely fine to why am I wasting my life watching a single minute of this? I mean, it's just, like you said, it's just a really poor version of WWE, which isn't even good to begin with. So, um, you know... I don't know. And, and MLW, I mean, they're just going to continue their endless search for a television deal. And I I think that they'll keep doing that until they run out of money, until whoever's backing them decides to stop backing them. They'll they'll keep searching for that other side of the rainbow, the television, the, the elusive television deal. And, um, you know, I talked about it behind the paywall today where, you know, the Vice thing was another – Creatively worded con. They don't have a deal with Vice. They had a deal for Fightland for Vice. That's it. And then it's yeah. We all kind of sing. bought
1: it. We we, we and, I thought I thought we had our MLW you know antennas up, but we all bought that one. And and yeah. Yeah, I mean you know they got telling, a one well, night well, well, you know, <laughs> one night they, showed, they had a show and that was it. So. And they're telling the
0: talent out we're gonna wait and see on Vice. It's like you know it did forty thousand viewers. I mean Vice isn't gonna put that on prime time. So um. You know, and and NWA, they'll keep chugging along with their. their, their <laughs> I always forget to. A, I
1: always forget to mention them, but yeah, that's... But
0: they're running on a nothing budget. They could keep doing those tapings four times a year, and 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 you know, running out that subscription model and existing in their little space. And I've no matter how bad that show is, I've always advocated that I'm glad that it exists, and I'm glad that all of these places exist. Um, you know, and then New Japan, well, you know, they, they're they'll still be a real player for certain talents. His buddy Matthews ended up there, you know, and um, I, I don't know whether he was just dead set on that or if they outbid AEW or I don't know what the deal yeah, is. Yeah, who knows?
1: Yeah. And, and they're one that when, when you know, I don't include them in this conversation because I think they have a niche and their niche is that, you know, we're the American pipeline of New Japan for wrestling. And and I think that is enough to sustain them for a little while. And it's not great now. I mean, like, obviously Strong isn't as popular now as it, it, it you know, or it's not a super, super popular show. But I think it's something that that I do see. The point of it, I see the premise of it, and I do see it potentially getting some growth, you know, it, it, with some creative stuff and maybe with a TV deal, maybe with something like that. I see, I see the path forward for New Japan Strong. I, I don't, I'm very, very down on like what the potential path of all these other companies really are because I see their niche, I see what they can go for, and I see why somebody would watch it, why, why you would use those finite amount of hours that you have in a week to watch wrestling. I could, I would see why you would watch New Japan Strong. I really can't make an argument for why you would watch MLW or why you would watch Ring of Honor or why you'd watch the NWA or why you'd watch Impact. Like, I just I, – I don't know if I have an answer for that.
0: Yeah, I mean – yeah, I don't know. I mean, I could see – stuff. I think Impact is the best example of that because it's just – it's the same old shit but worse. I mean, I really don't understand why people watch it. That's the one I don't get. The others I think are different enough – I could see being an NWA sicko. I mean, I could. It's very different.
1: Oh, it's it's definitely. They have a niche. I just uh, don't – I mean, I think their niche is like as small as humanly possible. But they, I, get, I will still give them a little bit of credit. I think that they still understand that they need to be – they need to look and feel and, and act different than all the other companies. And, and they do. They really, really do.
0: MLW is easy. I mean, it's an hour on YouTube. They had really good wrestling this week. The Opera Cup stuff has been good. I mean, if you're a super hardcore wrestling fan, I get it if you're watching MLW every week as like your third choice, third down the ladder. I don't know that there's anyone where MLW is like their favorite promotion and yeah. it's, you know, they're, they're refreshing YouTube for the upload. You know, I, I, I don't think that's the case, but I could see a hardcore wrestling fan watching that every week. And cause it's different enough um impacts the one I don't get. I just think it's a,
1: yeah. So I, I, you know, people are blaming AEW, and I don't think, like, I don't think it's a nefarious thing. But I think, you know, my overall point is, I, I, I do think that it does play a far a, a part in it that, like, one of the biggest companies in America is doing a lot of the stuff that. WWE didn't serve these wrestling fans for years and for 20 plus years. Hell, WCW barely served these fans for, you know, the last half of their life as well. So, you know, those fans needed something else. And they went to ring of honor. They went to Japan. They went to Noah. They went to Mexico. They went to all that stuff. Well, you know, that fan, whoever that, you know, that, that, that hardcore quote unquote wrestling fan, the type of person that would listen to this show, they have something now that does what they've wanted forever. You know what I mean? Like, it's there. So it's like, you know, what fans are you now serving if you're these other companies? And, and, and I guess that, you know, if you want to quote unquote blame, you know, AEW for that, there you go. But, but the blame is that they finally found this niche that has been, you know, kind of propping up a lot of these other companies for years and years and years and years and have served them, you know, a, 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 a show on a major network, you know, easily accessible. And now it's like, all right, well now where all these other people live, like where, where do they go? What do they do? I mean, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a tricky way forward. It's not going to be easy. I mean, it is the hardest it's ever going to be. Uh, right now is probably the hardest it's been for for the entire era of the quote-unquote independence over the last 20 years. Since 2002, 2001 till today, I mean, it has is, it is never been easy, uh, harder uh, to, to to book and figure out what the hell you're going to do for your business. Because it's just, yeah, the business is totally different. It was easy to say, hey, we got wrestlers. You know, hey, WWE doesn't want Brian Danielson. Well, fuck them. Here you go. He's our wrestler. He's great. You know? That was easy. <laughs> Samoa Joe, yeah, they don't want him. Cool, we got him. He's awesome. You know, you know that it was that easy for years. Ring of Honor to do that can't do that anymore. Yeah, so, I don't know. It's going to be really, really tricky, but we'll see. I mean, uh, one thing real quick, uh, and then we can kind of move on here. Uh, Tape library. There has been a lot of discussion about the tape library. Apparently, it is out and open. If you want to buy the ROH tape library, uh, you just got to make the right call, and it will be sold to you. Is is essentially. What people seem to be saying and, and hearing. And I, I don't know. What, what do you make of that noise uh, that
0: we've little, been hearing? Uh, little Lee Corso, not so fast, my friend. There is a report coming from Brian Alvarez that the tape library is not for
1: sale. Oh, what? So
0: you've got some conflicting Justin Barrasso,
1: he's wrong. All right.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. Who knows? The point here is if it is for sale, I can't see Tony Khan not ending up with it. Um, I don't know. If people have been paying attention, but Tony Khan is one of us. And if Rich, if you were worth $8 billion,
1: (laughs) I would have bought it tomorrow.
0: (laughs) And you had a way to make money off of it, you would buy the ROH library.
1: Honestly, there was a time, I think there was a time a couple years ago where we were, we were honestly, I think in the VOW Slack, it was something like Ring of Honor was doing a terrible job of rolling these matches out or whatever. And I think, I I don't remember the discussion, but I think the discussion was literally like, why don't we just call and see how much it, like, will they sell it? Like, we'll help them, we'll do it, we just want to watch these old ROH shows, like, we'll do it. So, yes, if I was worth $8 billion show, you are correct, I would indeed do it, so.
0: And he has an obvious use for it with all of the talk of them wanting to do a streaming service. And, um, you know, we all knew all of this content that they pumped out during the pandemic and since the pandemic was all just to build a content library for an eventual... Uh, attempt at a streaming service and buying that library would be very helpful because they don't have enough of their own content yet to have. They do They're a
1: trying, but I mean, you smart. need more than like, hey, we have 180- a hundred and eighty thousand weeks of dark like that's not gonna you know that's not gonna be enough but
0: no one wants to watch that shit so no. they, you have to have something
1: you know it's good it's good current current as a back times. it's good as like the eighth bullet point of what you have. Sure. You know what i mean yeah absolutely all episodes of dark and dark elevation but that's not the second bullet point you can't say all aw dynamites all aw pay-per-views all episodes of dark like no one's gonna care about those yeah. th- that third one because they, they're all on youtube too i can just watch them right now so well
0: they'll yank them from youtube yeah
1: well, I mean, no i know i know but i'm saying like people that have i, I could have just watched these
0: sure but it's like nobody wants, you know, you can't sell a thousand squash matches as a big selling point Right, for right, right. So you have to get, you have to have something else. And that's something that the WWE streaming service cannot offer and that nobody could offer would be that elusive ROH library, which people are also hungry for because it's been collecting dust for all of the years. It would be perfect for them and it would be perfect for their core customer base who obviously would, you know, eat that shit up.
1: Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, and, and there's you know there's people in the chat room saying that, you know, they don't need it, there's no need for it, or whatever. I, I obviously disagree, and we just gave you the what? reason why. Yeah. <laughs> the reason they need it is because it's great for, you know, selling. They're not going to do their own streaming service, but they can probably sell, or maybe they are, but like they can also just sell that to Paramount or whatever, any any, you know, HBO Max or whatever. It's a whole collection. That's yes. They need it. They need content. They need content. They need content.
0: They there is no listen, listen to me. They do not have enough con- AEW does not have enough content right now for a viable streaming service. They just don't. You need other libraries. You need other shit. I mean, come on, that that would enhance.
1: No, that listen. Well, at on. the end of the day, Joe, if you if you if somebody came to you, Joe, and said, "Hi, we're going to give you a million dollars for every flagship audio you've ever done," you're going to sell it to them in a minute, right? Oh, I drive a hard bargain. But maybe not a so million, I, maybe a little bit more. But I, my yeah. point is that. There's probably a good chance that AEW and Tony Khan realize they need more before they sell that thing. But you don't if somebody came up to them and said, "Hey, you guys have more than enough content already. Here is billions of here's millions of dollars. Can't we have your content? They, it would have been done tomorrow." You know what I mean?
0: If I were Tony Khan, I'd want that library if for nothing else just to keep it away from WWE. You can't let them be they already own most everything. You can't let them control the history of wrestling. To the extent, and that's like the ROH library, which previously, obviously, wasn't available, and still might not be. Might, is that the biggest library available that they don't have?
1: Um, I would maybe Impact would be the only one that's maybe a little more. Well, I
0: don't want to count companies that exist because they're obviously not going
1: to. Oh, I see, I see. From companies that are gone, yeah.
0: Stuff that's out there. I mean, there's not what American. Else is out yeah,
1: there? American. That's it. They they pretty much have everything else. So. I mean that
0: ROH library is deeper and more valuable than PWGs or
1: oh certainly um, oh for sure and 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 again like the um, biggest the biggest point too is you can dr- you can draw a straight line from Ring of Honor to AEW and if you buy that tape yeah. library and you buy whatever whatever ends up happening with Ring of Honor whatever you can very much say not necessarily okay ROH became AEW but R the ROH was a large reason of why AEW exists. Not if not only for all in, but also look at the fucking talent roster right there. So even if there's no, even if Tony Khan is hell bent on there's no streaming service, I don't care, streaming's in the past, streaming's the old time, whatever. If only, like you said, to A, have it so that WWE doesn't have it, and B, look at the guys you have on your roster and look at what you can do with videos from those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, course, yeah. I mean, their YouTube channel would be a fucking. Boom, I mean that would be insane, the YouTube channel well, they can Because roll a lot off.
0: of people are just thinking about the golden era of 05 to 07. What about all the elite shit
1: from right. later on? All the Adam Cole stuff, all the Young yeah. Buck stuff, all the fucking Christopher Daniels stuff from past present. Look at this, this a- roster. W- <laughs> like look at the AEW roster. And they're gonna bring in Kevin Steen too, and they're gonna have all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like it's it's It's, yeah, it's a huge, and in the right hands, that tape library can be very, very valuable. And the right hands are AEW for sure.
0: Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, There's conflicting reports. Obviously, if it's for sale, you do everything. If you're AEW, you do everything you got to do to get your hands on it. And if you're WWE, you might want to try to keep it away from AEW. Sure. And that's also something to... Uh, throw on to to uh, although I don't even think they care about adding much to that anymore
1: I mean No they, they're they, good man they got their bag they they're good their hands Yeah and, they got yeah, their bag they're good
0: But you, but in terms of playing keep away I mean you see how petty they are about everything else I mean they I'm sure they would also be petty about this and and you know there's good business reasons to keep it away from them anyway but maybe we should make a play for it let's That's uh, what I'm saying
1: yeah let's bring that that's kind of why I alluded to that maybe we should at least get in the dm and say a at joke off like what's, what's the what's the rate you know
0: we could edit off the entrances yeah and oh yeah i'll do that
1: i'll have free time and fuck yeah I, i'll sit here and watch put our put it on the
0: $10 put it on the $10 tier put a show out every week
1: <laughs> maybe yeah. i might increase that tier a little bit given how much it's going to cost but we don't know we, we'll have to see we, we don't know what the rate is just yet
0: 999 so. is the standard sir yeah. i don't know how much higher you can go on that remember there was that there was a I don't know if you even remember this. There was a Google Drive of every ROH show like 56. Oh, five, six oh years
1: I ago, remember it. I remember it.
0: And it too. got shut down. That yeah. was the best Google that was the best top secret. Sequ- well,
1: it was very much not top secret. That's why it wasn't around. That's why it, right well, now. it
0: was for a while top it secret. It was top
1: secret then, for like 2 weeks and then it was That's wasn't, why so. it's
0: gone because it was no longer top secret. Um but yeah, that was a tremendous one of those hush-hush Google Drive deals. Um it had the entire ring of honor library. Uh, that was sorted so out good. perfectly
1: and all that sort of stuff Oh yeah, my God. I will say that there is one, but it's not sorted very perfect it, it's it's not a google Drive it's some nefarious weird website that I'm sure has infected my uh my um my computer oh, with I ransomware know and trojan viruses yeah. or whatever but uh it is all there. it's just a little tough. it's not very organized but uh, i've I've been sent it before, but I will never ever reveal it because I don't want it to go down so. It's my backup. It's my, you know, just in case I needed something, I, I can go there. So, yeah. I tried to sign up for Honor Club once and it just never let me sign up. So I never did. It was like, <laughs> put my credit card info in and it, be like, invalid. And I'm like, all right, whatever. It's fine.
0: Well, okay. I'm only going to try once. <laughs> yeah, I tried
1: it. I tried no. it so many times. I tried a bunch of times. And I was like, yeah. all right, sorry, guys. Not going to happen. So,
0: it's the end of that
1: yeah <laughs> sorry i tried and yeah, they're not they don't have a whole lot up there too Well i will say is our youtube channel did get pretty good ian riccaboni was doing a great job with that over covid uh essentially i think just boarded his house and just cutting up videos finding best matches doing you know intros and outros to all of them it was really really cool stuff so um used it well used it so far in my cm punk series cm punk best in the world patreon.com slash voices wrestling five dollar tier uh,
0: yeah, some of you that. will be listening to this after the first of the month, which is the best time to subscribe.
1: Absolutely. Man. New Yes Movement coming out very, very soon. Hopefully, recording that this uh, weekend. So, Brian Danielson, saga of Brian Danielson to WWE.
0: When's Full Gear?
1: Full Gear is going to be, it's in two,
0: three weeks, I want to say. In November, right?
1: Yeah, it's November 13th. I, I just remember if it was two weeks or three weeks. All so, November it's 13th. A live, so,
0: live instant reaction yep. for Fur Gear. You're going to want to get on that $10 tier. All of you mm. dopes who unsubscribed be, after All Out, you're just going to come right back anyway. So, just, you know, I, I get it if you took October off, save the 10 bucks. I guess that makes sense. But um, yeah, you got to get back in for Full Gear on the $10 tier for the live instant reaction to that. Uh, Nobody does it better than we do with these post-AEW pay-per-views. I mean, you're going to get two hours of audio um, you know, inside and out, break the card down. So you may as well just jump in on the 1st and get the full month worth of access instead of waiting for the impulse buy and then only getting two weeks worth of access. So uh, if you're listening to this on the 1st, don't subscribe before the 1st. That's dumb because you're going to get charged twice. Yeah, we don't want you to do that. No, wait,
1: wait, wait until the Um, 1st and then do it.
0: So if you're listening to this after the first, then subscribe and get that full month, at least for the you know, the full gear month, if you like those uh, instant reactions and then uh you know everything else we do too. So yeah, CM
1: Punk series, um, Brian Danielson series, November to remember, some other VOW retro stuff coming your way as well, Q and A's, NBA intelligentsia, NFL intelligentsia, match of the yeah. week. There's a lot of stuff on there. Yeah. Yeah. Tremendous there, value, if, Joe, if you don't ask. If I if I do so say do say so myself. So if
0: they've been mirroring my NFL picks, they would be up over 400 units rich this year. Is that true? Wow. Yeah. They're all right there. It's all in print. I'm not, oh. you know. So if you're just doing my picks every week, you're up over 400 quote-unquote units.
1: Wow. This year. Widgets. Up 400 widgets. Big
0: winner this past weekend. I gave out a winner this past. I gave out one play on the intelligentsia this weekend, of course, as a winner. You know. So uh, Rams-Lions under 50 and a half. Winner. 50 units. Would have been a free fifty. All you gotta do is read the column. Five dollar tier, patreon.com.
1: That's easy. That's easy Flash money. It's free wrestling. money. It's free money.
0: Yeah. Listen, I don't win every week, but overall, you'd be up over four hundred units. Yeah, well, you're
1: not gonna win every week. That's impossible. But, you
0: know. Now, listen. You know, I wouldn't be doing this if I was winning every
1: week. <laughs> uh, Matthew yeah. brings up a good point. You fired up with the nurse that is coming back very soon. We have we have talked about it. We got ideas. Vacration is happening as well. Recapping. and vacation. Yeah. Oh, week. right. I forgot the
0: TV reviews. Yeah. yeah. We're back. I don't do them for the Saturday shows, but you know. JL needs a break now and then.
1: <laughs> Got a lot of stuff on there, but uh, uh, you know, here this this will this will segue it perfectly. You were talking about free money, Joe. Yeah, I have free money for you because this episode of the flagship podcast is also sponsored by our friends at MyBookie, and they say here, what is a lock in sports betting? A lock is simply put, a bet you cannot lose. And with MyBookie, Joe. You cannot lose on their NBA lock of the season. This is... So now we're, we're going to give you two here. There are two ways that you can win free money from MyBookie this weekend, okay? For those listening on Thursday or Friday morning or Friday afternoon or whatever, this is the first way you can win free money from MyBookie. So you, all you have to do is place a bet on either team to score between the Dallas Mavericks and the Denver Nuggets. We talked about this a few weeks ago. They do these free bets all the time. It's like, you know, over under 10 points or over under the. They're literally doing, if at any point during the Dallas Mavericks, Denver Nuggets NBA game, if anybody scores, you are going to win. And Joe, I did the numbers. I ran it. I went to basketball reference. No NBA game ever in the history of the NBA has ever gone scoreless.
0: You cannot have a zero, 00 score.
1: So Joe, I think this is going to work. I think this bet's going to make you money. So, so this that, is a
0: free $25
1: is what you're saying. This is a free $25. So you can do go here. It is a lock. It does not get any easier than this one. This is the lock of the season. Bet on either team to score during the Dallas Mavericks. It doesn't even matter. I just a team is going to score. It doesn't even, you don't have to be a fan of either just a team is going to score on Friday night's game between the Mavericks and the Nuggets and you will win so again that is the the first lock that's not all you can do both these so if you're listening on thursday and friday you have a benefit if you're a live listener patreon.com slash voice of wrestling flagship live ten dollars tier, you know this tip right now and you can go on this right now so you can get paid friday joe for that free dallas mavericks Denver nuggets So the game where i promise and joe promises somebody will score during that game i promise you that lock lock it in (laughs) somebody will score during that game that's not it, though, because you can get paid Friday, so you got in that one lock, then you're going to yeah. wake up Saturday, Joe, and you're going to put a bet on UFC 267, because what they are doing, Saturday, October 30th, you're going to place a bet on the UFC 267 main event. I don't know who either of these people are. <laughs> Do you know these names at all, Joe?
0: Yeah, we got uh, Glover Teixeira.
1: Okay. Oh, I know Glover Teixeira, then. Okay. Yeah. And Jam it's, Flash. Not Mark, it's not Mark Teixeira? Are you sure?
0: Not the baseball player, Okay. Though. But if you place a bet on that main event... Go ahead,
1: Rich. Risk-free up to $100. And what that means, though, risk-free. Okay. If Mark Teixeira wins, and you bet on the other guy, what's the other guy's name?
0: Glover Teixeira. It's not
1: Mark Teixeira. Oh, Glover Teixeira, yeah.
0: yeah. Anyway, Who's if you it? lose the bet...
1: Who's the other dude's name? What's his name?
0: You get your money back. Jan Blaschwitz.
1: Blaschwitz, okay. So, no matter who you bet on... Up to $100, they're just going to give it back to you.
0: That's right.
1: So I don't know why they're doing This is stupid, but they're doing this. So on Saturday night, my bookie is giving all users a $100 risk-free wager on the light heavyweight championship fight in UFC 267. So you're going to bet on Friday. You're going to get free money up to $25 from the Mavericks and Nuggets. Then you're going to put $100 down on anybody in that UFC main event risk-free. You're going to get that money back, too. So if your bet hits, great, your bet hit. If your bet loses, no problem. They're going to give you $100 anyway. I don't know why they're doing that. I don't know why they're giving free money, but they're just doing it. So whatever. Mybookie.com, use that promo code voices. Mybookie.com, promo code voices. That will instantly double your first deposit as well. More free money. I don't know what these guys are doing. They're gonna go out of business. This is unsustainable, Joe. This can't keep happening. But
0: And plus to share us plus two forty. So if you hit that, you're you're two hundred and forty dollars richer. So that is the play then to
1: do to share then, right? Sure,
0: because it's Cause, risk-free. Why yeah, would you risk-free. Bet? So, yeah. yeah,
1: why would you bet for the hundred, <laughs> the, the, the favorite? There you are going to bet the underdog. So, anyway, mybook.com, promo code VOICES. They're going to instantly double your first deposit. So we said more money again. You're going to get $500 put in. They're going to give you $500. You're going to put $20 in. They're going to give you $20. You bet $25 on the Mavericks Nuggets. You're going to win that back. You bet the $100 risk-free wager on the UFC 267 main event. You're going to win that back, too. So you're they're just giving you so much money this weekend. Promo code VOICES. MyBookie.com, MyBookie.ag you can use as well. Use that promo code VOICES that will double your first deposit to double your winnings, and you can bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. So how much money did we just make these people this weekend by saying this?
0: Uh, Potentially um, $265 if Glover Teixeira comes through.
1: I mean, what are you doing? Plus the double deposit. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. Insane. Absolutely insane. Anyway. All right, so that is... Man, we... We're an hour and 46 and we've got one topic. So. That's the flagship. All right. Baby. That is classic flagship. All right. Let's do this. Charlotte versus Becky. Uh, Charlotte versus everybody. So the title exchange on SmackDown, the superstar title exchange, Joe, uh, it went poorly. So if you anybody who watched it, uh, there's a clip on So if you go to the WWE clip, they edit certain parts of this confrontation, this title exchange out. But there is a YouTube video out there. There's many YouTube videos out there to see the entire thing. Uh, if you have not seen this before, but this is, they were supposed to do, Becky was going to give the fucking whatever title she has, and Charlotte was going to give whatever title she has, I forget which was which, who cares the shit. Anyway, somebody had a SmackDown title, somebody had a Raw title, who cares. Anyway, they were going to exchange these titles, it was going to be a, hey, you hand me the title, you hand me the title. Uh, Joe, it did not go that way. Can you describe what exactly happened here between Charlotte and Becky?
0: I mean... Charlotte didn't like the idea. She thought she was going to look weak because Becky was going to do the Becky two belts thing, you know, um, before she handed her version of her title back to Charlotte. And she didn't like how that was all laid out. So she went into business for herself and she played keep away with the title and she threw it down on the mat. She claimed she dropped it. I don't believe her. I've watched it a million times. Like this is (laughs) film. She did not fucking slip and drop it.
1: I dropped it. She Um, throws it to the ground. Yeah. Okay. All right.
0: Yeah, and I mean handled it very unprofessionally. She went into business for herself. So then Becky went into business for herself and threw her title belt at Charlotte.
1: Uh, very hard. <laughs> Not a light yeah. toss. Yeah. It was
0: And good for her. You know, I, yeah. I I don't I don't have any problem with her behavior here. Poor Sonia Deville is trying to just um get through the segment. I mean, she was trying she was telling Charlotte, pick it up, pick it up. Uh, both because she's the on-screen authority figure and she's just trying to maintain some some order here and not the, for this. She's in a horrible position. Um, and then she wanted to hold the titles and make the transfer herself once that, uh, you know, uh, she uh, restored some order. But um, I don't see anyone, how anyone could be on Charlotte's side here. I, I think she's 100% wrong in this scenario. I think she handled it like a petulant child um, I From the moment
1: that... she walked out, by the way, I, if you watch that video knowing what's going to happen and knowing that it goes poorly and knowing all this sort—I mean, when she walks out, she takes her time, she walks in a weird way, like she's there's a lot of stuff that you can just oh, you can just sense it. And, and, and Becky, all you have to do is look at Becky's face; she looks like she wants to kill her that moment, and and it's it's rough. It's well,
0: okay uh... if you don't like how the segment is laid out. Take that up with your boss. I mean, you don't go into business for yourself, and and attempt to embarrass becky who was an innocent bystander
1: here right um, and sonia you know, who's even worse in this case because she has nothing yeah. to actually you know she can't she can't say anything or do anything you know what i mean she does
0: and she has to maintain her gimmick as the authority figure right
1: somehow, right which she can't... i mean she almost broke a little bit too there we'll talk about that of, of, of some reports well, you know what too. she's a
0: trained fighter and could probably kick charlotte's ass yeah she could so um no, but I don't. I don't see how you can side with Charlotte here, and 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 you know she. The bottom line is she went into business for herself and was unprofessional, and she went into business for herself in a way that was going to make her co-workers look bad, and um, I can't get behind that. And I've heard people say, "Well, we need more stars to act like this," and I'm not in this way. I mean, you know, and I heard people say, "Oh, well, Stone Cold would stand up for himself and leave and just walk out." Yeah, okay, he would well, tell
1: Vince Stone- McMahon to go go to hell. You know, it's, it's also
0: it's also Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> it's
1: also Stone Cold Steve, Austin, but like this
0: is this Charlotte Seven Thousand. Her claim to fame from a drawing perspective is bumping an NXT quarter hour by seven thousand viewers. Yeah, she's she's someone who believes her press clippings, believes her gimmick, and thinks she's a bigger star than she is. She's not a big difference making star. When has she ever been that? She's pushed as one. She's someone. She's a typical pro wrestler who believes her gimmick. You know she 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 doesn't have enough stroke to pull something like this, and we're seeing the proof because they sent her home. Becky's a bigger star than she is. I don't see how you could side with her here.
1: No, I I, you can't I don't go either. Yeah,
0: for yourself and shit on your coworkers. Right? Like I think
1: I think it's a good thing to stand up, and if you think a story sucks, to stand up and do that. I have no problem with that. But what Stone Cold would do is he'd tell Vince McMahon, "You're an idiot," and he'd take his ball. You know, he'd go home, and, and Vince McMahon would always say, "Oh, he took his ball and went home, or whatever." But he kind of said, "That's stupid," and no, you're not giving me a good reason to do that, so no, I'm not going to do it. He didn't go into the ring with Brock Lesnar and then walk out. You know, after Brock Lesnar he'd go came into out, no, business for himself, right? Yeah, like, he didn't. You know, roll and- out of the ring and walk through the crowd and say, "Fuck you! I don't need this shit." Like that would be yeah. bad. All he told is he, he told have- Vince McMahon, "Change this, or I'm out." And Vince McMahon said, "I'm not going to change it." And he goes, All "Right," he said, oh, "I'm going well, home. I'm going home then. Bye."
0: He didn't shoot on Coachman. Live on TV, he just refused to do it.
1: Right, right, exactly. Those
0: were the two instances. He didn't want to rush through the Brock Lesnar program and blow off a money match, and he was right. But whether he was right or not, he didn't go into business for himself. And the other thing was, didn't they want him to lose the coachman or something? Something like that.
1: Yeah, I forget what that second one was, but it was something like that, yeah. It
0: was something equally ridiculous. And again, he didn't get in the ring and then go into business for himself. He just said, "Fuck fuck you, I'm not doing it. You know? If Charlotte had said, fuck you, I'm not going out there for this segment, my tone might be a little different here. But she went out to the ring and went into business for herself. And oh, by the way, doing a silly little belt exchange where you're handing your belts to each other, that doesn't move me as something that's so embarrassing that it's going to kill your drawing power. What's the big deal? If she would have went out there and just did the segment as asked, nobody would be talking about it today. No one would have remembered it. It would have been just a nothing segment where they handed their their titles to each other, okay? And then Sasha comes out, and you set up your next program, okay? Do you think anyone today would be saying, oh, my God, I can't believe Becky said Becky two belts and embarrassed Charlotte? Nobody would be talking about that. Ten minutes after it happened, she made a mountain out of a molehill. Go out there, hand your little fake title over, Charlotte 7,000, and pipe down, Okay? Go do your job and pipe down, and you get pushed above your 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 the level of star that you are to begin with.
1: Oh, for sure, yeah.
0: Okay, be happy with that. All right, and let me tell you something else. If this does end up with her being them having enough, because everybody hates her guts. Because she's a pain in the ass.
1: I, I should say as well, there, there are reports that Becky and her had words backstage. There's reports that Sony and Charlotte had, you know, uh, words backstage as well. And then the reports over the next few days were just like, yeah, everybody fucking hates Charlotte <laughs> and hates working yeah. with her. And she's a pain to work with. And she doesn't like anything. She doesn't offer any, you know, she doesn't like the direction of her character. And then they'll say, okay, well, what do you want? And then she goes, ah, and she doesn't give any constructive feedback to it. So it's like, all right, well, what are we doing here? What, and like- who are you? Yeah,
0: You you get pushed because you're Ric Flair's daughter and you're not a draw. Who are you? You you believe your gimmick. And then she goes to her house organ, McCarthy. That's his name? Alex Mc... What's that guy's name? Uh,
1: Oh, the talk sport guy? Yeah, I think it's I Alex McCarthy. I want to bury this guy. Yeah, I think, I think it's... Alex le- McCarthy, right? Yeah, let's maybe get that right. Are you talking about the talk sport guy? I think that's yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. from. Yeah, Alex McCarthy, yes.
0: A terrible outlet. So, this Alex McCarthy who has been her house organ in the past, okay? I... This is the kicker for this story to me. So she gives him her version of the story. Fine. Then she throws in a completely irrelevant nugget of that she wanted to do a job for Bianca Belair, clean in the middle. Rich, whether that's true or not... (laughs) What the fuck does that have to do with this? The uh, only reason she fed that to him, and I don't even care whether it's true that's, or not. Yeah, I will – okay. It's irrelevant.
1: Now I actually love Charlotte Flair because this is like a perfect like old worker thing. Because this is like yeah. classic like Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels like hating each other. No, we're not going to do any business. No, we're not going to do any of that. No, I'll lose to Ken Shamrock. I always thought I would lose to Ken Shamrock. It's like, no,
0: the, only that like... the only reason she threw that in is because she knows that would be – no one everyone would like like that because everyone likes right. Bianca Belair. Right, right, right. And 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 she knows also that the company is blowing the Bianca Belair push. So she knows that's gonna come off well because no one's happy with the way Bianca's being pushed, except for people who are brain dead who don't understand how you really make a star. And she also knows that it's gonna come across well on her because oh well, I'm the one willing to lay down for Bianca Belair. Becky's the one beating her in eight seconds. She didn't say that part, but that's the implication she's putting out there. Becky's beating her in eight seconds. I'm willing to put her over. Bianca doesn't beat anybody because, by the way, credit to Sean Ross Sapp, who pointed out this may have changed since he tweeted it, but Bianca Belair hasn't won a match in like her last eight TV matches. Uh, Do you know that? Why? And people insist they're pushing her uh, well.
1: This company, what are you doing? They, it's so easy. It's such a layup. <laughs>
0: She's she's lost, or not not lost, but she has not won because, you know, they always do these convoluted three and and 4 tag matches. She has not won in, like, her last half-dozen television (sighs) matches, Bianca Belair. And, Rich, we're the only ones brave enough to say until now, because now Sean Ross Sapp is on it. Good for him. We've been the only ones brave enough to say that they're not pushing her well and that they're blowing it like they always do because they are. And because we like her and want to see her pushed. And we're annoyed by it and we shouldn't be because you shouldn't be annoyed about anything in this fucking stupid company. Okay, but you know, so you kind of thought
1: this one that, you know, we told people to pump the brakes not because we didn't want it to happen, but because we knew it was and it's like you there's no how do you know? Like, how do you not figure this out Yeah, with Bianca? like, What are you doing? It's so easy. Just don't do anything. Just never win because she's good. (laughs) She never wins. (laughs)
0: Just have her win
1: matches. She's an incredible athlete. She's personable. She's a good wrestler. Just win matches. It's <laughs>
0: one. She beat Sasha Banks at WrestleMania. If I were in charge, she wouldn't. She wouldn't have. She still wouldn't. No, have lost she's match. not
1: losing at all. Ever.
0: She wouldn't have lost a single match since that Sasha Banks win at WrestleMania. That's how you make a star. And maybe it wouldn't work. Maybe it wouldn't take. If if we if it was that easy and we always knew, every wrestling promoter would be a millionaire, right? They'd you know all of them across the board. Maybe it wouldn't take, but that's how I would do it. She wouldn't have lost yet. But yeah, it, I don't want to get off track. The point here is Charlotte floated that out with her house organ, and made sure that that was out there because she knew that that would look good. But whether it's true or not, it does not fucking matter. It has nothing to do with what went down in this segment. It's hilarious that she put that out there to try to swing. The, the the public favor in this scenario because she knows she's 100% wrong. She knows it too. That's why everybody got in her face in the back. You know, and Becky and Sonia aren't out of line. They got embarrassed out there. They tried to embarrass them out there. Here's the other thing about this, Rich, and I want your opinion on this. I don't even think the way it came off on TV was, unless you're an insider dork like us, I don't even think it came off that bad on TV. Like, I don't think your common viewer Thought twice about that segment after it was over.
1: Yeah, I think he just—I I think if you're, you're like Joe TV, you just thought, "Wow, Charlotte's a real asshole," and I can't wait till Becky beats her type of thing. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. But the problem here is Becky's supposed to be a heel too.
1: Yes, and that—that and- that, yeah, <laughs> right.
0: Becky totally got babyfaced in this, which is another problem because again, you're going against the the, the story the company <laughs> wants to tell, yeah. and you're babyfacing the, the the someone who's supposed to be a big time uh, heel. Yeah. And now they had to turn Sasha babyface again because she's gonna feud with Charlotte. Sasha is a face or a heel every week it alternates. It's they they are clueless. <laughs> this whole thing, <laughs> so they've got like this four-way feud going with these, with, with the three horsewomen. And Bianca,
1: and you right? have no clue who's what no or what who, who you're doing, supposed to be rooting winning. for. Who's good? Who's bad? Who's favored? Who's the? Who's and, the and let me ask you yeah. a
0: question: With all of this, who has who has who do you feel is being pushed out of this scenario out of the four? Good fucking luck. I mean, none of them look good.
1: Like, <laughs> no, it's bad. Yeah,
0: it, it, it's it's you know it's like distraction finishes, interference, stolen pins at in fucking Saudi Arabia. Nobody looks good. Segments like this. The belt exchange, which everyone knew was a poor idea, and it ended up being an utter fucking disaster, worse than anybody could have anticipated, because someone got pissed and went into business for themselves. And my whole thing with Charlotte is she probably wants to be with Andrade, and he has publicly stated he wants the whole fucking family in AEW. And here's the thing. If she becomes available, of course you have to have the conversation, and you bring her in just because you can rub it in the face and put Ashley Flair on TV or whatever. But here's the problem. I don't know if I trust her. She no. might be a toxic f- a fucking entity in your locker room. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that you could say no because it's a big get, and it would probably pop a huge rating, and you stole another one and all this and that. But, man, I don't like the way she rolls. And I don't know if I want to. And I don't like the way Andrade rolls. And I don't know if I want to bring in Roosh and his whole fucking family and Charlotte and fucking. And so and, and give them like a fucking core of people who are going to be toxic in that locker room. That's that would scare the shit it out of It would
1: scare me. me. Yeah. We had those same conversations about CM Punk. And obviously he came back and was like as, as good as he could possibly be and he's on his best behavior or whatever. Yeah. <sighs> I just I don't see it out of out of out of Charlotte, and and the problem is Punk probably had reasons to be bitter and emboldened and angry and all that sort of stuff. I just don't see why she's eight. like. That's my worry. Is they have literally done everything to give her every opportunity. I, it it absolutely reminds you of Shawn Michaels in, like, 1997. Like, this oh, this yeah. guy who has been given everything in this company, has been given everything, and it's, it's still never happy. enough. He's never happy. He's never, this sucks. This is stupid. I hate this. I'm going home. I'm leaving, yada, yada, yada. And it's like, bro, what else do you want from us? Like, what what else do you want us to do? And I kind of get that with, with, with Charlotte as well. It's like, bro, like you're the, the multiple-time champion, all that sort of stuff. Like, yeah, it's one thing to say, hey, look, here here, I, I don't think this is good for my character. Maybe do this. Maybe do that. That's not what's happening, apparently. And then we saw it on Friday that that's not what's happening. She's Rich, instead...
0: swap the belts. What's the big deal? Right, right. We're, they we're... didn't ask you to go out there and do a clean job in the center of the ring. Like They asked you to swap title belts. Yeah. What the fuck is the big deal? I mean, she's at her ego is out of control. It's
1: she's also a... dorky to care that much in this company, which, like, you know... The way to go is like you need to be on like the Sami Zayn Shinsuke Nakamura trajectory with this company. Just, you know what I mean? Just go with the flow. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's like,
1: it's absolutely. it's uh, yeah, it's wild. Like I, I again, I'm not against wrestlers having some thoughts and some input and, and and challenging a little bit, but never in the middle of the ring, never in front of your coworkers, never where it makes them all look like assholes too and you can't looks win like the business for yourself. Yeah, that that stuff sucks. If you want to tell Vince to fuck off and you you take your your shit and go home. I, I, I'll I respect that I, I'll I, even
0: go this far If you want to go into business for yourself And cut a promo Where you're the only one involved And cut your own promo I wouldn't even knock her for that The problem here is two other people
1: Right, you, you, you brought two other people yeah. down to your level and, and, and they have no part in it, They're, it's, it it's, They've done nothing in this situation To cause this No,
0: no. and it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's petulant childlike behavior And she's not a big enough star to pull it off Some people can pull that off She cannot pull that off where, where she doesn't have the just enough stroke for that, yeah. Rich, if she disappeared, if she quit tomorrow and went and lived on a beach and never wrestled
1: again, you'd never think about her ever. It, again, would, yes. it
0: would not matter at all if she wasn't on that show, not one iota. They can just ignore her like Benoit, and it wouldn't fucking matter, no one would care. You know, in, in in a meaningful way.
1: Yeah, and, and I have the same thought with you about AEW. Is it's like you have to call her, you have to actually have that conversation. But I would be very, very, very nervous about it. I would need, I would need to hear things in that conversation that make me believe that okay, like you're really about this, you want to do this, you like I would really have to have a long conversation about that. And I would, I just, I right now, and I would have said this a year or two ago as well. Like I, I've never, this show has never been a huge Charlotte Flair show. You know what I mean? We've never thought that she. I I think she's solid. I think she's good. There's times in her I matches where been, I think she's I really, think really, really good. But I think we've been fair about
0: we've yeah. been fair about her all the way. When she's good, she's good. When she's bad,
1: she's yeah, bad. yeah. And when she's bad, she's real bad. When she's good, she's usually pretty damn good, like pretty, pretty yeah. great. But yeah, I I would be nervous about it because I would need to know. Okay, like you're not gonna, you can't pull any of this shit here. You know what I mean? Like that, that's just not gonna happen. So,
0: well, I, you know what I would do? I would say we'll bring in. You're losing clean in the middle of Britt Baker. Your first match in, and see how she
1: reacts. to Yeah. That. Mm-hmm.
0: And and that's something that I would book anyway because my whole thing is when you're in these kind of wars, you know I I think that your guy your your guys should win when their guys come in in almost every circumstance. I don't want to say every because you don't want to deal in absolutes. I still think it was a mistake that Samoa Joe didn't beat Kurt Angle at the gate. You know I, I I still think that I think Samoa Joe they should have made a statement there with Samoa Joe and 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 they didn't. Um, you know, not strong enough, in my opinion. And you know, Kurt, you know, he won that feud, right? I mean, I'm not missing that. Oh yeah, yeah. no, that. for sure, for sure. And it's like that should have never been the case, you know, because you weren't going to hurt Kurt Angle. Yeah, and Joe never got back
1: um, on track, by the way, either. Like he, he yeah. the rest of his career after after drawing the biggest buy rate in you know uh, TNA history at that time, he never got back on track again.
0: So I'm beating Charlotte as soon as she gets there, and then I'm I'm believing in my own ability to build her back up. You know that you know, and 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 in AEW, that's easy because people know that everybody loses in that company, yeah. and there is no bull. You know, but that's getting way off track. The point here is, I would be very, very worried about bringing her in, and I'd be very worried about uh, building up a clique of people. Like Roosh has a horrible reputation too, which doesn't need to be even expanded upon. Um, you know, and, and it's like y- you got to be careful bringing these kinds of people with these reputations into what currently, at least on the surface is a very, um, happy environment and a very stable environment at the moment, you know, and, and, and you gotta be, I would be wary is all I'm saying. No. Now, obviously there's a massive upside to both Charlotte and Rouge, a massive upside to those maneuvers, you know, but it's like, uh, you gotta, I don't know. I, I am, I'm a bit wary of both of them, you know, and, and, uh, and but but this is putting the cart way before the horse. I don't think they're going to let Charlotte go because they know what we just talked about. They don't want her popping up on dynamite a week later. Um, so I think they're just going to try to deal with this. But man, if I'm in WWE's position, I, I let her sit home. I mean, because I really don't think she's a big enough deal to where it's a it's difference making if she's not around.
1: Right, and I, I can't trust her anymore. You know that. You know, yeah, like you've, you've too. lost that trust. You went out there and you, you defied our. You know, for better or for worse, you just defied our trust and and if you're a company where everything is so meticulously planned out and all that sort of stuff for you to go out there and just completely do your own thing and, and throw two other people under the bus and and I was going to remark as well you mentioned Sasha Banks her music hit and Michael's going it's boss time and then Sasha Banks ran down to the ring it's uh, you the know, fastest even... she's ever gotten down to the ring
0: yeah and we didn't even bring up Sasha but she's sitting in the back waiting to do a segment and she doesn't know what the
1: fuck no is and like yeah it's like Michael's like it's boss time you know does one swoop and she's running in there yeah she's running into the ring to get in there to try to go into this fucking bomb of a this goddamn you know mushroom cloud that's in the middle of this ring and do her normal promo thinking, all right, so who am I talking to? Like, what's going on here? Who's the heel? Who's the baby face? Who am I talking shit to? And it's just, yeah, it's a disaster.
0: And you know, she's someone who can pull a little rank because she does make a difference yes. in the ratings and all of that. And that's why you see her disappear. For yeah, three, that's why, three, why she can
1: take her ball time. and go for a little bit and say, you know yeah. what? I'm just going to go fuck around Japan for a couple months. You guys care? And they go... No, that's fine Sasha <laughs> whenever you're ready come back like yeah
0: she's earned that yeah, you know and, sure. and, I, I, and I don't think that Charlotte has necessarily has I think she um, you know so so there's all of these situations are are you know case by case you can't be you can't have absolutes with any of these things but in this one I don't I I, I genuinely don't see how you can be on Charlotte's side here in this scenario she just she's just 100% wrong yeah in this one, you know,
1: yeah, there, there's ways to go about this, and this was absolutely not the way to go about it. So,
0: and I think the people who confronted her in the back had every right, and um you know, and 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 I think they were right for sending her home. So, um I, I think that's the way to deal with this. And if yeah. she doesn't want she was, to play ball, she was let gonna her do ride media. Home.
1: She was going to do media this week, and now she's uh, not doing media. <laughs> so, well, like, you
0: know what? Listen, that's what I said. I would send her home and leave her there. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to hand her to AEW. Nah,
1: anymore. we'll call you when when we're ready for you, but.
0: Yeah, yeah, let, let her sit and stew for a
1: little bit. Let her sit and stew for a bit, think. Yeah. Oh, that's that. Uh, Charlotte versus Becky. Let's, uh, let, real quickly, since we're in WWE land here, do uh, you want to talk about NXT 2.0's Halloween havoc, Joe?
0: You know, there is so much bad wrestling to talk about. And I know that... <laughs> the rest of the
1: show a... is so bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it worked out good because we don't have good shows to talk about, so we can get through a lot of these very quickly because I hated... <laughs> These two shows we're going to talk about. <laughs> this whole, I
1: hated the yeah, uh, one of the dumbest, stupidest wrestling shows I've ever seen in my life. I fucking hated this show so much. I I cannot admit. I I cannot think of the time in recent memory that I've hated a show as much. And it wasn't even just that it was boring. And I was just like, I can, ah.
0: You know what? I can the next day
1: when I watch. <laughs> <about for laughs> <glory. laughs> I didn't hate about know, for Glory you know, that much because it was just like. Kind of boring at times. Yeah, this show was so fucking dumb. This is the dumbest wrestling show I've ever seen really in fun. my entire life. This NXT 2.0. If it wasn't just dumb wrestling matches with terrible finishes and, and 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 winners that make no sense and all this stuff doesn't make sense, it's a you know the the, the this backstage segments where they're having like a this, the worst Halloween party you've ever seen in your life. There's guys invading people's houses and oh, it's just what was this show chucky you had chucky there uh, it's just the worst the show was so stupid
0: you know it popped a number
1: yeah good for them good it, for them it
0: always does though the halloween havoc gimmick yeah
1: people love people are suckers myself included for a good halloween havoc so um
0: yeah i popped the number last time too um so they're gonna keep doing these but yeah i mean unfunny comedy um <laughs> What was the thing with Carmelo Hayes? I I forget his sidekick's name. What's the other guy's name? But Carmelo Hayes is in the, the. Him and his buddy are in the car going to try to fucking beat up Johnny Gargano, and Johnny Gargano apparently lives in a haunted house or something. And how <laughs> no, no, like, house? Was oh,
1: over, no, it was Dexter Lumis's house. He was over. He was over at Dexter Lumis's house. Yes.
0: Yeah, but there were like dead kids in the yard, and um yes, and. Uh,
1: <laughs> None of this is made up. This
0: is so unfunny. <laughs> so, okay.
1: The only time I did laugh is when Carmelo and, and the other guy, they walk into Dexter Loomis' house and there's like this painting of this old woman. Uh, or it's like not necessarily an old woman, but a woman from the past. Like it's like it's like an 18, 1800s like wax painting or whatever. And they go, damn, that girl's kind of fine. <laughs> I was like, I laughed. I laughed a little bit during that part. Did you catch that?
0: Uh, yeah, it was just yeah. I mean, but that was the only
1: part I there was. By the way, these were like twenty minute long segments. That was the only time I laughed. Uh, and then at all the punchline, Joe, we were just. I'm sure you were in stitches about this one. Grabbing your stomach is eventually after all this. There's dead children. There's a bunch of weird stuff all over. Johnny looks at Dexter and goes, "Next year we're having Halloween at my house."
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my uh, god! Hilarious!
1: <laughs>
0: hilarious!
1: <clears> Ooh, <throat> I got to regain my composure after that uh, that riot that that one. I was, know but... I
0: always say this, but who are the people who think this is amusing, <laughs> funny, or,
1: or good? Bruce Pritchard. Is... I don't know. <laughs> like who? <laughs>
0: On any level, who thinks this yeah, is? Who, who
1: watched, like, the. Uh, what was the one? Oh, the one last year that was, like, the most. Oh, the Viking Express or Experience one or whatever. And the. uh... Remember the Street Profits Viking thing last year? Yeah,
0: yeah, that yeah. That was yeah. so they're, bad. They're, and they kept trying. Basketball and they and
1: they kept trying for weeks on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's not funny, guys. So you have that. Yeah. And then you have these weird, this Halloween party backstage which is oh, just yeah, yeah. all the members of NXT at the lamest halloween party you've ever seen. There's yeah. smoke. There's always a, like a generic drum beat in the background. Yes. Like a generic techno beat it's like mm-hmm. boom 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 And it's like mm-hmm. yeah. It's like purple. There's like purple yeah. lighting everywhere.
0: Just horrible jokes.
1: <laughs> they're just like- all in this like locker room drinking a punch bowl or whatever and then just like yeah, just terrible joke after terrible joke after terrible joke. You had Chucky played by Gilbert Gottfried. What was this Chucky voice?
0: I don't think it was Gilbert. Gottfried.
1: I think it was. How do you know it was it? I don't. I. I. He was like, "It's Chucky here." And I was like, "What?" Yeah. I was like, "That's not how Chucky sounds, right?" Like, yeah. All right, it's time for Chucky. And I'm
0: like, "What?" I'm like, "That's Gilbert Ch- Gottfried." Chucky now sells fake jewelry at the flea market. That's <laughs> right. who Chucky is now. Yeah, broadbreaker. I'm like, that's
1: not Chucky's voice, though, is it? It's an actual Rolex. <laughs> I, I swear, it didn't sound like Chucky. It sounded like Gilbert Gottfried And if you if you didn't think it sounded like Gilbert Gottfried go back and you will not be able to understand. You'll be like, what the fuck? I would respect it more if it was Gilbert Gottfried in the role of Chucky. That would rule. That would be awesome. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh... Halloween havoc. <laughs> it's like. <an laughs> What the fuck yeah. is this show?
0: Never mind that it's Chucky the murderous doll as, a, <laughs> right. as deciding on the stipulation of the match.
1: No, so the the, and the part when I was just like, this is the dumbest fucking show. What am I doing? Is they yeah. were like, uh, Vic was like, all right, we're going to go to uh, Chucky who's going to spin the wheel and make the deal. And it's like, I'm Chucky. I'm going to spin the wheel. And then like, yeah. then he spins the wheel and then they go back Back to the NXT, whatever the hell they're calling, the NXT 2.0 arena or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's some little doofus kid, some weaner kid on the stage. And Victor of Scoop goes, all right, this little kid, he's our fan of the week. He's going to spin the wheel. And I was like, you just told me Chucky was going to spin the wheel. Yeah. I hate this show. It's so bad. I hate this show so much. Yeah. And then, by the
0: way, you're not exactly getting Masawa Kawada.
1: In the ring. <laughs> no, and like, then the bell just, rings. Yeah. And, yeah, it's it's a fucking triple threat scareway to hell ladder match and yeah you know Shrike kills herself and nobody else really knew how to climb up a ladder so that was uh fun but this was a train
0: wreck you yeah you had six
1: not- of the seven people that looked like they were deathly afraid of ladders which is not ideal not good or five of the not six good. I should say it was a, it was a it was a triple threat scareway to hell ladder match you know, uh,
0: you know what I you know what I loved about this though even though the match was atrocious. Gigi Dolan climbs up and wins, right? Mm-hmm. So then uh, she kicks uh, Indy Hartwell off, and then pulls the pulls the belt down, and JC Jane joins her on top of the ladder, and then. They have to stand on top of the ladder holding up the belts, and making weird WWE faces for no less than like six minutes. Because <laughs> yeah. they, they show them making the weird WWE faces when they won. Then they showed all the replays. Then they come back from the replays, and <laughs> they're, they're still, still up there, there making the, the weird faces. WWE faces. The face. Then they kick it to the announcers, and they come back. The music's still playing. They're still making the weird WWE faces. And what's going through my mind is, it's you got to be pretty creative to make new weird WWE faces when you're on top minutes. of these ladders yeah. for like 6 straight minutes and just keep making these weird fucking faces. Yeah, so
1: credit to them cuz they 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 were able to maintain the silly faces the whole time. So. You have
0: to stand on that ladder and stare at the hard cam and make your WWE weird faces. Like no human would really react <laughs> if they won a prize fight. Have you ever seen a UFC fighter or a boxer <laughs> win and then stare into the hard cam and make weird for six or seven minutes. Have you ever seen? And that? then point
1: to the belt, point to themselves. This is my belt.
0: Yeah. I earn. I'm world champion. mouth words, but not actually right. say them. I am like,
1: the NXT you... champion.
0: And then just make those weird WWE faces. It's not <laughs> smiles. It's not grimaces. It's just those faces. They yeah, make.
1: you know, you know right? it. It's hard to describe, but you know it if you know it. Yeah, that's the, that's the yeah. face. Yeah, so.
0: yeah. Have you ever seen someone win the Super Bowl and just stare in the camera and make weird faces for six or seven minutes? No, humans don't behave this way. I hate this company. <laughs> so bad.
1: <laughs> so, then, so we had like 27 of those backstage that we, that we talked about. We had your boy Joe Gacy come out, which I am now i am now on the right side that he is a fake. We had this discussion a few weeks ago. He is a fake woke boy. All right? I don't know. I think he's a real you think he's uh, a, okay. ultra woke. I think he's dunking on me on Twitter. Now, I, I want to talk a little woke. bit about his yeah. entrance music, Joe. Did you, did you yes. note it on this show? Did you recognize it?
0: I gotta tell you, I was not paying attention to Joe Gacy's entrance music, oh, so it, it liked me. Here. Here's
1: here's one. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna, I was gonna play it on the audio here, but I want you to hear it as well. So I'm just gonna play it on my oh, phone. We, we need every
0: bit of revenue we can. sure You, yeah. you want to do this for the That's YouTube funny. upload or? Okay.
1: What is this?
0: Yeah, it's a. It's like a wacky guitar. <laughs> I Joe,
1: Is that like a? Is that what woke boys listen to? Like?
0: Well, do woke boys dress like investment bankers?
1: None of <laughs> no, them. makes sense. I don't know. That's why he's a fake woke boy. I'm telling you. He. Th- so I forget who and it was in our thinking, Slack that said he is a okay. camp counselor. He's the fake. He's an asshole. Like deep Andy down. Lebar.
0: Andy LaBar. Andy LaBar. Yeah, he's a camp counselor,
1: a church counselor. guy. Like he's yeah. a fake woke guy. He's not but true. But if you're
0: being a fake woke guy and you're trying to fool people, wouldn't you, I don't know, not dress like people's. Fucking dad, who is, <laughs> yeah. definitely is. I time. cannot
1: answer that or come out to like weird, like prog Rich. rock. I don't know what's going <laughs>
0: he, on. Now. He, Rich, he wears clothes that you wear to work. Like, yes. how yes. is that, how is that
1: woke? Well, fake, I am a woke, woke boy, wear, so like? that's why.
0: So. No, but like, if you're faking being woke, shouldn't you wear like thrift store clothes because you're not all about the brands and you don't want to support corporate? Like, yeah. wouldn't you go all the way with the fucking ruse and maybe like, I don't. I don't understand the way he dresses. <laughs> I don't know what that. It's that's like, like Western
1: a, folk rock, or like I don't know what the hell it is.
0: That's like a Doors B side. That like <laughs> right,
1: the album that's what I'm something. saying. Is this I for John. Know. Was this the rejected John Morrison theme that they just gave to Joe Gacy? Yeah, right, Whatever, Val, Here you go. Like, yeah. Very, very strange. So, well, I, he
0: defeated Malik Blade. Yeah, he so, did defeat Malik
1: Blade. Yeah, then... Uh, oh, I forgot about the so long, long storyline of Eli Drake. Yeah, <laughs> it just was like Dracula. supposed to be the host of NXT 2.0 Halloween Havoc. But the other guy, whose name I forget, Joe, <laughs> I was hoping you would remember <laughs> the what, what the other guy's name was.
0: That would be uh, Grayson Waller.
1: Grayson Waller, yeah. Yeah. He, the other, the other guy, the other guy. So he comes out. He he does a bunch of dumb shit for a while. At the at the tail end of the show, though, he's cutting a promo, and then Eli Drake comes down, and the most generic like, oh my god, Grayson Waller goes, oh, I see you're back from your car troubles, and Eli Drake says, how'd you know I had car troubles? <laughs> the show is mm. so dumb. Ah. He goes, I just wasn't here. How did you know it was car troubles? And it's like, ah! And then Grayson Waller has been found out. Yes. His not ruse. Exactly, uh, <laughs>
0: not. not exactly Paul Orndorff and Bob Roop in 1982.
1: That's what you're saying. <laughs> I right. no, no. Yeah. There was a classic W71, too. I forget what it was. It was like Johnny B. Bad didn't show up to like a, sh- a match. And flat
0: he... tire, DDP, right? Yeah, oh,
1: DDP. And then DDP goes, ah, DDP. looks like you had four flat tires. And Johnny B. Bad goes, I didn't say I had four flat tires. I just said flat tire. Yeah. DDP
0: goes yeah. ah ah, ah.
1: <laughs> It ruled. It ruled because it was 1992. You know what I mean? Like yeah yeah yeah. That that's like uh, you're right. It was DDP. Yeah, and he goes, I just said flat tire. I, yeah, I didn't say four. It was
0: like... Well, you know what we're going to get out of this? Um, if you, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, Trevor Lee struck out trying to get women again. What's his name? It's not Trevor Lee. <laughs> The fuck's his name? (laughs) Whatever, who cares? So Trevor Lee strikes out. Cameron
1: Crimes. Why did I forget that?
0: Cameron Crimes. And uh, he ran into Duke Hudson, the 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 poker player. Yeah, your
1: boy, your boy. Yeah.
0: And uh, apparently they're you know they're gonna play cards next week on NXT 2.0 because uh, because he said he wanted to uh, sit down at the poker table with uh, With Duke Duke uh, (laughs) Hudson. So we're gonna get a live poker game on NXT 2.0.
1: Can't wait. So. Oh, the show! Sure it'll
0: be hilarious. That, oh, you know, the comedy! Crime. The comedy is. He's gonna not be gonna crazy. know the rules. He's gonna, like he's gonna be like you. He's gonna think they're playing blackjack. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? it's good.
1: Gonna... <laughs> he's gonna win one hand and go, "I'm going to the moon," and they're like, uh, oh, you've only won five dollars." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I still gonna... have all my chips, mate.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's gonna win every hand, Duke, because right. he's a fucking you know he's a, he's a poker player.
1: Yeah, because he knows what he's yeah. doing there, Duke. Cuts in the poker player. Maybe,
0: maybe he'll be dealing from the bottom of the deck. Yeah.
1: Uh, Roderick Strong beat Odyssey Jones. Um, Ed
0: Norton and Rounders, and then they're going to get beat up by the cops at the lodge.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Nothing rich. Nothing. Mandy unrounder.
1: Rose defeated Raquel Gonzalez, who's now a biker, I guess. I don't know. Ah, yes. All of a sudden, Mandy Rose comes out. Toxic attraction. <laughs> so she comes out. <laughs> and then we hear like, yes. What is going on? What is Vehicles happening? Rich. Vehicles <laughs> what, are happening. What is happening? And they go to the back and there's Raquel Gonzalez in this trick or street fight uh, here's yeah. Raquel Gonzalez entering the ring in her motorcycle. And Vic Joseph goes, as we know, Raquel Gonzalez, the two places she's most comfortable, the wrestling ring and a motorcycle. I said, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> like, no one knows that. When did I know that? How was I supposed no, to know uh, that? Not,
0: we know. We don't know.
1: <laughs> but uh, now I know. It didn't matter because uh, the returning Dakota Kai uh, hits Raquel Gonzalez with a shovel and toxic attractions. Mandy Rose is now the NXT Women's Champion.
0: When are wrestling promotions going to learn that? wrestlers do not in fact look cool riding motorcycles <laughs> in tiny confined spaces where it looks like they're going to fall down every time they try to turn a corner. it never looks cool yeah. can we stop with the motorcycles inside of wrestling arenas yeah turning where around
1: the ring steps and shit it's, so, it's so
0: awkward it looks like they're going to fall over at any moment it's not cool can we just stop with vehicles period let's just stop remember FTR and their old timey truck
1: Oh, the, the truck that would truck. barely start. Yeah, we got yeah. the best part about that is we got somebody uh, in the room that said that thing fucking sucked, and I told them not to do it. So, yes, that was my yes. favorite, one of my favorite DMs ever. Somebody yeah. saying that fucking truck. I forget like the, the, there was something around that term.
0: You guys are right. The truck sucks. I don't know why we're doing it. Yeah, I, I did never wanted to do it. Yeah. The fucking old time. It didn't truck.
1: start that one time. It was like a disaster. <laughs>
0: yeah, that was, I guess, the last time we saw it when it didn't start. And now Raquel Gonzalez coming in on this motorcycle. She has never looked less cool. <laughs> Why can't she just walk out looking tough like she always did? She does?
1: did that for, I don't know, a year and it seemed to work. She, she became a very popular figure. And uh, she's got to have a gimmick. And her gimmick is person that rides a motorcycle, I guess. So, oh, okay. didn't work because she lost. So, yes. uh, we had a. Lumberjack O Lantern match here Imperium versus MSK that featured one of the best uh uh there's 15 guys outside the ring all wearing costumes MSK goes off the top rope nobody catches any of that just no one serious. catches it like couldn't have caught them any less Cedric Alexander with a tweet of the night uh it was it was apart from Rugrats they had a uh, passover episode with uh, Moses you know parting the red sea and that's, that's Cedric Alexander yes. just cool. tweeted it with Black. with Tommy Pickles splitting the Red Sea because that's essentially yeah. what happened on this night. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Brad Breaker. <laughs> You know little dog face plop or whatever. Just call him a Steiner. <laughs> just call him a fucking Steiner. Why don't you just call oh, well, him a Steiner? There's, Stop there's, calling him a puppy dog. Oh, puppy dog gremlin. Just call him a fucking Steiner. Dog face gremlin. He's Rick Steiner's son. Just say it. Just do it.
0: There's talk that... Um, <sighs> there's talk now that Scott Steiner owns the trademark and we'll give it to him.
1: Good. The Steiner. <laughs> they don't deserve it.
0: <laughs> so, uh, I will say this. I don't know whether that's true or not, but I will say this. Uh, I thought Braun breakers stock went tumbling downward in this. He was not good.
1: Nah, and yeah. I'm not
0: even talking about the botch where he fell off the middle rope. Like even putting that aside
1: in the tape show, just... in a tape show. <laughs>
0: There's just nothing there with this guy. You're
1: yeah, I think there's ready. something there. It's can just he's not that? ready. Yeah, he's not ready. You can do. I, it, I mean,
0: now there's nothing.
1: There. Yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, this is, you, you should not, I mean, he should not have been in this position right now. He should have been no beating way. people for a year straight until it's so obvious that he's ready to go and that you know deep down, you know, backstage or whatever, that he's ready to go, that he's ready for this moment. Rich,
0: Top Dalla and B Fab are on the main roster.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're getting aggressive so, no. now. We're getting aggressive, yeah. so we'll see.
0: I mean, no, they're not ready. This guy's not ready, and he got exposed here. This was not good.
1: Yeah, he went 14 minutes with Ciampa, and, and definitely, I yeah, did not look like a guy who should go 14 minutes with a guy. And here's no. the thing, like, what I would have done is if you really think that this guy's something, if you think you're going to Just have him fucking beat Tommaso Champ in two minutes. You know what I mean? Like, really, just do it, you know? it's I,
0: You know what? I, I, I agreed with that until I saw the match.
1: Maybe. Well, but then you, you can hide it for a while. I don't know. It depends how strongly you think of this guy because I don't know that having him go out there and have a so-so match and lose is, 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 is going to do a whole lot for him, but...
0: Right. I mean, he should not be on TV. I You know, but... The toothpaste is already out of the tube.
1: Yeah, sure, sure. Um, well, now you got to maximize what you have out of him, and that's to me, would not be a 14-minute match where he loses. But that... All right, we're, we're running out of this. So that was NXT 2.0 well, we well,
0: we blew through Roderick Strong beating Odyssey Jones for some reason. I, I
1: mentioned it, but, yeah, it happened, um, so...
0: Why are the old 40-year-olds... If you're... re, Why are we doing this? Can we just move on? Joe,
1: Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory. I am going to let you have the floor, because I know you are ready to go about Bound for Glory. So, Joe... I watched Man. it. You watched it. Impact Wrestling Bound for Glory. What do you got? I
0: mean, you're setting me up, but the problem is the show was so boring that I don't think I could bury it in an interesting way. It just fucking sucked. It was boring. The crowd was dead. It was all derivative fucking pro wrestling bullshit up and down the card. They open up with Inspiration versus Decay. Look, Inspiration, we advocated signing them for non-wrestling reasons. The reason we advocated signing them for non-wrestling reasons is because they can't fucking wrestle. They're terrible. They are the shits. They are so bad. They are aggressively bad in the ring. This was awful. But, you know, I can't really knock the decision here on any front. Uh, You know, they probably have more of a following than than most of the people on this roster, so it's whatever. Then the Impact X Division, of course, it's got to be a three-way match, right? But it's the X Division, so you're like, all right, maybe you give it a pass. This was the most nondescript, um, non-interesting X-Division multi-man match I may have ever seen. And Impact has existed for, what, over 20 years? Or whatever it is? Was there anything to this match? I mean, it was just, is is a nothing match. X-Division, I want action. Then Heath and his mystery partner... (laughs)
1: Ah, Joe! It was no Rhino. One, <laughs> Who no would have guessed? Solve this Who mystery? could have guessed it would be Rhino? Right?
0: And then they did the thing where, like, for some reason, he doesn't come out. He lets Heath get beat up <laughs> for first, first four or five minutes before he comes out, and then they win in the final minute.
1: So, sorry, I, I, I was clearly taking a lead because I'm sure many people knew. Uh, did you yeah. talk about the inspiration in their, uh their, their penis-colored uh, outfits?
0: I didn't mention the penis-colored outfits, but I did mention how they're aggressively fucking terrible. (laughs) They're
1: so bad. (laughs) Yeah. There was... I, I forget who. I think it was... I think it was Cassie and Havoc. Both tagged in. They were trying to do, like, a hot tag thing, and then they just, like... Both ran in, both bumped into each other, both fell down, and then just looked at each other for like <laughs> what felt like five they're minutes just, straight.
0: They're so bad. And it was
1: just like, all right, well, someone do something. Like, you got to do something. So, uh, and, anyway, and anyway, go on.
0: Havoc is in the match, which doesn't help. Yes. But so
1: um, it was still maybe the best person in the match, which is a horrifying thought. So,
0: yeah. Um, then the gauntlet, <sighs> intergender,
1: 30 minutes of
0: Sam Beal is in this match. Um, there's women in this match. Do I need Alicia in there mixing it up with the? <laughs> okay. Do I need that. Yeah. <laughs> I,
1: the demon was there, the kiss demon though, that was cool.
0: Was that Dale Torborg?
1: You know, I was trying to figure out if that was or not. I don't think anybody's ever actually has have we found that out cuz that uh, I, I remember I see Dale Torborg all the time. He was the White Sox strength and conditioning coach for for many many years and I would...
0: I don't think this was Dale Torborg. He's got to be 60, right? Dale
1: Torborg is 50. He's only 50.
0: Yeah, could have been Dale Torborg. You figure if he's a straight yeah
1: Torborg, yeah coach. Dale Torborg made his return at the Bound for Glory pay per So, Yeah, that was him.
0: Okay, well, good for him.
1: Yeah, he's kept. He's, he's still in great uh, shape. Still a guy. I don't know what he's doing these days, but yeah, he's was, he was doing the baseball.
0: You know how you say Royal Rumbles are like pizza? Yeah, I think we found our bad pizza. This was
1: horrendous. <laughs> this was pretty bad. Yeah, that's this was awful. This yeah, was these are not good. These are horrific, and and the names are horrific, and yeah, it was pretty terrible. So.
0: It is not. It is not good. Um, intergender bullshit just bad all around just this whole show is just not interesting then the, the tag team title match of course it's got to be a three way of course can't just have a fucking match it's just so overbooked and shit just overbooked shit is what all of this is you know I know Finn Juice was in it no pun intended no juice to this match at all Good Brothers Retain. Do you remember anything about this? I literally I watched
1: care. it. I Joe, I watched this match maybe four hours ago, and I have zero memories of it whatsoever. Zero.
0: Mickey James beats Deanna Purrazzo. I thought Mickey James looked like shit.
1: She looked bad, and I don't know what the fuck they're doing here. What are you doing? Why is she beating Deanna Perazzo? Don't know. I, 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 I'm going to really need to hear somebody give me a, a, a reason why Mickey James had to win this match. You're gonna have Mickey James come, quote unquote, back. Maybe Kiana's
0: gonna lose to Fabi Apache a bunch in Mexico or something. I don't. I don't know.
1: Okay. Because Triple AAA definitely. If you if you don't tighten up your booking before you go to AAA, you know they're gonna sure, they're, yeah. they're really gonna call you out for that one. So you gotta have
0: those ducks in a row.
1: Triple <laughs> right, A does not stand yeah. for you know. for sloppy booking. <laughs> right. You, um, don't want to make them look ridiculous. So <laughs> that's. Other than, again, other than Deanna Parraza was leaving, I can't figure out a reason nah, why I, Mickey James yeah, would beat her for the title. It doesn't so.
0: make sense. No, I, I completely agree.
1: And Mickey looks garbage. Mickey looked really, really look,
0: bad. Here. I didn't think she looked good. Um, There wasn't anything on this show to this point over two stars. Uh, maybe the X Division match was two and a half or something. I don't know. And then we have our main event, which they worked their asses off. They really this was r- so This hard. was great.
1: This was great. And um, unfortunately, it was invalidated pretty quickly thereafter. But... I like this match a lot. Just a a, a, tr- a good pro wrestling match between pro wrestlers. Josh Alexander, a very easy to, to to believe story guy who's worked his way up. He won the X Division title. Now he's going for the world title. Christian Cage, a guy who was in in Impact, one of one of the big factors in Impact. You know, getting to where it got to in in, in the mid two thousands. He's coming back for the first time since you know since he left. Like he's got the title, and then Josh Alexander does it in front of his kids, and they hug, and it's just like, all right, cool, perfect, great. You know what I mean? Good match. Josh Alexander gets the big win. He's a guy who's been busting his ass on the indies for for years and years and years. Gets this big moment. 18 minutes. I liked this match a lot. I thought it was really, really good work. It wasn't like, uh, oh my god, go out of your way to watch this thing. It's a match of the year contender. But just a solid professional wrestling match for 20 minutes. I'm glad I watched it. And then Moose, who uh, won the Call Your Shot Gauntlet match, comes out and beats Josh Alexander, who, who shields his kids, tells his kids to get out of the way, and then Moose spears him and pins him in seven seconds to win the title.
0: They went for the heat, Rich. They went for the heat. Eat. They just made me way less interested in anything <laughs> yep. that's gonna happen moving forward. I the story here is now, oh now Josh Alexander he had his moment ruined, so now he's gotta get moose. But I don't care now. I just don't give a shit. I'm not I'm not caught up in that. I'm not into that at all. I I I don't know. I thought uh it was heat gone wrong. I don't I don't like it. I feel like I
1: the I building like in they, the building. It didn't seem like they really liked it either because it was such a, a heartfelt moment of him, you know, hugging his kid and hugging his wife or whatever, and getting so excited. And it felt like the crowd was just ready for that to be it. You know what I mean? Like that was a cool moment. They had all built up to it. They were all kind of ready for it. And then, yeah, they just.
0: I mean, I guess that's the idea. They want you to be mad at Moose. Yeah, but but... I'm just annoyed that it the, the show ended that way.
1: Right. It's one I, of it, those things. Again, like there's a way to do booking in in in, in 2021 where people aren't mad at the company, and I feel like more people yeah. are just mad at the company than they are mad at Moose. You know well, what I mean? I don't think Again,
0: they'd... cash-ins. Can we get rid of them?
1: Yeah, they're, they're all terrible. Yeah.
0: Just enough with and, the fucking cash-ins.
1: It's an easy trope. Dumb trope.
0: How about you just... You can cash something in, but, you know, you can't... You don't get the match, like, immediately. You have Moose come out and turn in his little trophy gimmick or whatever and say, hey, I, I want you on Impact this Thursday. Right? You could still ruin the moment. You could have him maybe intimidate the wife. Well, with Moose, that might be a poor idea. I swear I didn't do that on purpose. But you could could have him intimidate the kid or something and and then say, I want you on Thursday. Right? Now you're building something, too. You're ruining the moment, which is the the idea, right, And to get the heat.
1: But then you're building for the match on Thursday. But We're still doing year. the shock thing, even though we've done the shock yes. thing for 15 years now. We're done. It's, not, it's, it's just over.
0: annoying now. It just, it's just fucking annoying. I hate it. And, and, and this show was so bad. And then I'm thinking, oh, the main event could redeem itself here. And, but then they fucking give me this at the end of this show that was terrible to begin with. And now I'm just like, I don't want to watch this company. What on this show made you want to tune in?
1: Right, to our earlier conversation. Now, you have a finite amount of wrestling hours, consumption hours in the day. Why would you give any of that to Impact Wrestling right now?
0: I hated this show. I hated it. There's just so much tropey, bad WWE shit on this show. All the three-ways and the cash-ins and... You know, the wrong people winning and just derivative garbage. I hated this show. I was in a bad mood when I X'd out. I got, ugh. Yeah. Like, ugh, I had to watch this. Ugh. Awful.
1: Yeah, not great. And not even fun bad, just kind of bad, bad, and boring bad at times. Boring
0: bad, shit bad, just awful. I feel like they don't really care. I feel
1: like they're just just doing, they're they're putting out
0: content for their Mm -hmm. fucking television station and,
1: Ah, ah, yeah I think we did this with impact a few months ago and i think it's time to their whole five it's time to maybe put them on the back burner for a little bit too so yeah we'll, we'll check them with impact again in a couple of months maybe <laughs> so we'll see what ends up happening all right uh we got about wow we flew we, we through those two shows in about 15 minutes yeah we got about 10 minutes here. we got about 10 minutes so do you want to talk new japan do you want to talk blood sport what do you want to talk about
0: Oh, so let's do GCW real quick. I did not watch Bloodsport, so I'll let you talk about that. But what I did watch was Suzuki versus Gage. Um, I did not watch the whole show. I watched that match, and it was terrible. Like I said, I watched a whole lot of shitty fucking wrestling. I'm glad Suzuki's going back to Japan. Look, I love Minoru Suzuki. I've had enough of Minoru Suzuki standing in a ring trading forearm shots with people. I just can't do it anymore. I've seen it a million times. Um, I get it. That's all he has to do. He's 53 years old. I don't expect him to go out there and kill himself. If he can get over just making mean faces and exchanging forearms, then good for him. I hope he made a a gajillion dollars over here, which if you believe the rumors. Yeah, I think he did. I think he did okay. Okay, but it's like I've had enough of it, and the Gage match was by far the worst one I saw. Nick Gage can barely move. Uh, I feel bad picking on the guy. He's obviously over and all that, but this was not good. I guess if you were in the building, the aura of the two being in the ring together may have carried the day, but I thought it was fucking atrocious. So, uh, that's that. Um, Bloodsport, did you want to talk about that quickly? I did not watch that show.
1: Yeah, I can do this pretty quickly. Um, so Bloodsport was, as usual, pretty fun. Uh, they're never spectacular anymore. They're always just kind of like solid as hell shows. But they get in and out pretty quickly. Uh, so that's one thing I enjoy about them. Uh, I was actually going to tell you, um, Yoya Starboy Charlie was the opener. Remember how we weren't quite sure how that was going to work? Yeah. It was pretty damn good. Starboy Charlie could actually uh, wrestle a little bit. He could box a little bit. It was actually pretty good. Way better than I thought it was going to be. Uh unfortunately just now as I uh started enjoying Starboy Charlie for the first time, he uh destroyed his leg. Uh I think the next day Broke on an indie leg, show. Yeah. Broke his legs. Yeah. Awful. Do not if you're squeamish, do not look it up. It is horrible. I'm uh, I'm sorry I did it. So he's gonna be out of uh of action for quite a while too. But uh thankfully he's young, so young you know, he'll he'll hopefully heal pretty quickly. But uh yeah, horrific, horrific injury for Starboy Charlie. But uh that match was pretty good. That one wasn't bad. Um I'm not gonna go match my match. I'm just gonna give you some highlights here. Maria Shafir, uh, she was fine. She was pretty good, but it, it definitely looks like that's the only style that she can really do. Like she wasn't really there wasn't a whole lot of charisma about her. There wasn't a whole lot of you know pizzazz. Like she's good at going in there and like looking technically sound, but I, I don't know if there's a whole lot there. So I am not super super excited about what she has to offer in in, in the wrestling world anymore. So, um, Tom Lawler, Alex Coughlin. Go, Joe. Watch this match. If you do anything, skip to this part in the show and watch Tom Lawler versus Alex Cogan. That's all, all I can tell you. It fucking rocked.
0: So, side topic: Tom Lawler is now a free agent.
1: Ooh, okay. He's got, I like.
0: He's, he's been jobbed out of MLW. Okay. He did. He did business the right way.
1: Didn't he get put he in did, a? Ca- he got put in a casket, right? He's done. Yeah, done Bill
0: mortes, Yeah. Um. But yeah, they did it the right way. They beat him by. They had everybody beat him on the way out. You know. And he's done. He's a free agent. Uh, what What do you think? New hmm. Japan, right? Yeah, I mean, he's a New Japan champion. Do people
1: know that? Yeah, no, I don't think most people do. I I think, yeah, I think New Japan stick there. I hope New Japan keeps him there. I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe AEW will use him time and time. He doesn't strike me as an AEW guy that much either. I mean, I think good talker he, though, really good. Talker. Yeah, he he definitely can talk you in the building. I think he's such an asset to L, uh, to New Japan. So I hope they have a way to keep him, and I hope they can keep him yeah. around because I I think he could be an absolute pillar of that New Japan Strong show because I I I think Tom rocks and. He was so good in this match. Him and Alex Coughlin, oh my god. They could have, and you know what I mean? Like, this was Bloodsport, they could have this same match in Cork and Hall, and it would be over just as much as it was here. I mean, it was, aw- go out of your way to watch this match. This match is awesome. This is, I don't know if I have an exact rating for it. I always have a tough time rating Bloodsport matches, but this is one of the best Bloodsport matches I've seen since Barnett Suzuki. Really, truly, like, that good. It had the crowd just screaming and chanting, holy shit. That's all I'll tell you about that. And like real holy shit chance, not like the fake holy shit chance that you hear sometimes. Yeah. Like a real deal one. Uh, so watch that match. Tom Lax Cogman. Great stuff there. Uh, Davy Richards faced Yuya Uemura. Uh, Uemura didn't quite he was fine, he didn't quite understand like the style. So we just kinda like worked the rest of the match, <laughs> but they did it in a really yeah, yeah. fun way. Like he just like threw drop kicks <laughs> and did stuff, but I was like, ah, oh, you know what? It made sense. You know, this is the thing I like about Bloodsport, because the next match that I'm gonna talk about is two guys that get the Bloodsport style, but the match was kind of boring and I didn't really like it. Whereas Yu Yu is like, it makes sense that he's like, I don't really know what we're doing. So I'm just going to kind of like hit you and, and and do whatever I know how to do. So, yeah, he didn't like, you know, he wasn't doing like top wrist locks. And stuff. he was just fucking throwing drop kicks and punching the guy when he could. So it, it ended up being a pretty fun match between these two. I really liked it. The crowd hated Davey Richards. I don't know if it's a GCW thing. I don't know if it was this, just this crowd or it was a, a New Japan strong, you know, crowd that really liked Yu Yu Omura, but uh, it was kind of cool. It made, it made for some pretty interesting dynamics where the crowd just going nuts for Yu Yu Amura and booing Davey Richards every time they could. But this was kind of fun because it was like Yu Omura had like, he was like kind of a fish out of water, had no idea what to really do, but that's kind of what made Bloodsport fun. We had that conversation a few months ago and we talked about a, a recent Bloodsport that like Bloodsport was really cool and it was like wrestlers out of their comfort zone and and that made it kind of fun whereas Davey you know he had he's like a purple belt or something in jiu jitsu so he knew what he was doing you didn't really quite know so he just kind of punched and kicked and then threw some drop kicks and stuff so it actually uh, ended up being pretty fun there was one point where uh pretended that he was hurt david richards walked over you and stood up hit some awesome drop kick david richards went rolling out of the ring and then he followed him out of the ring and started punching him and the ref's like no 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 that's not what we're doing here man so it was it was cool it was pretty fun stuff there uh, then you had Josh Barnett versus Tiger Huas. Uh, this is the one that I was talking about here. That both these guys get it. Both these guys are good fighters. I thought it was boring as fuck. You know what I mean? It was just like an MMA fight between these two guys, and yeah. none of the, the the fun stuff that makes blood sport blood sport. To me, that that is that blending of the stuff. I don't want to watch two technically sound guys have a technically sound you know grappling match. That's yeah, not yeah. you know. I want I want drop kicks. I <laughs> watch Tom Mahler and Alex Coughlin. That that was two dudes just fighting. You know what I mean? They were in the wrestling ring fighting.
0: It's worked. You can make sure it's not boring.
1: Right. I, and I think this match, unfortunately, a lot of it was kind of boring. And um, then the main event, Minoru Suzuki, Chris Dickinson. Not boring. But like you said, and I hate to say this, I'm just kind of done with the Minoru Suzuki thing. You know what I mean? Like, in, in America. I think this is one of the better matches he's had in America. I think it was really, really good action between these two. But it's just I, I'm kind of just over it. Once he comes out, he does Kazi and he gets in the ring and then he exchanges forearms and you're kind of like, all right, I get it, I got it. Like, so I mean, it was good. It was a really, really good match. Like, I would definitely watch that one. I would definitely watch Tom Law and I was Coglin. I would definitely watch David Richards, Yuu Amora. And if you have time, the whole show is a pretty easy watch. But but I would really just recommend those those three matches uh, uh, there. But with Tom Law and I was I think being far and away the best match of all of them. So. So that was uh, Bloodsport. And then we'll finish up here with New Japan. We were talking about that a little bit with, uh, with Tom Lawler. But the latest on New Japan Pro Wrestling, we weren't quite sure after last week what was going to happen. But this fucking crazy dude did it. Kazuchika Okada is just carrying around the old IWGP title. He said, this is my yeah. trophy. And he fucking came out and he, it's his trophy. <laughs> it's the old IWGP title. So it's back. I got to admit. <laughs> He looks hey, it looks good. It looks great. Man. It's a great looking title, man. Reggie Parks, the the, the the unfortunately recently passed away Reggie Parks, one of his finest belts. Uh, just a great looking belt.
0: Just uh, looks good on his
1: shoulders. It too. does, just... yeah. There's an aura of like, yeah, that's the dude. That's the man right there. So um, yeah. Well, it could be Tomatonga Joe <laughs> that is holding that title because at uh, November sixth uh, power struggle, uh, he's going to put the title. Or the right certificate, or whatever the hell it is, he's gonna put it on the line against Tamatonga. So, uh, Joe, what do you think? Is Okada winning that match and going on to Wrestle Kingdom, or what? So, you think he'll well, do it?
0: At least they're uh, they're doing it in Japan and not forcing that match
1: on on America. Yeah, yeah, because uh, we are gonna talk about that. Uh, Okada will be in San Jose in a bit. We'll talk about that, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, also on, on the November 6th, the Power Struggle show, uh, Shingo versus Zack Sabre Jr., world heavyweight uh, title. Uh, Tanahashi versus Kenta, U.S. title. Junior heavyweight title, Robbie Eagles. Mr. Uh, Mister Belt's over there, Robbie Eagles. He won the junior tag titles. He's a junior heavyweight champion. Robbie Eagles, man. We were right about that guy, what, six, seven years ago? We first laid eyes on him. We said he was going to be great, and he's great.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, you know, it's... Uh... I have a keen eye for talent. I wish people would recognize me for that, but uh, but yeah. So I think he'll beat Despy. I think so too. Jump. Yeah,
1: yeah. of yeah. going for it. Uh, KOPW 2021. The the title that Okada started, and that now will just not even. It's this yeah. bastard child that he refuses to admit that he uh, he brought into this world. But uh, it'll be a kiss my feet or an amateur rules match between Toroyano and the Great Okan.
0: Fucking kiss my feet like Jerry Lawler in nineteen
1: ninety three. Horrific. Uh never open weight six man titles. Yoshiashi, Ishi, and Goto uh defending against Sho, Yudro Takahashi, and Evil. As you said. Yeah. We talked about it last week. It'd be great to see if yeah. Evil wins the title again and goes, ah, no, I don't really <laughs> like not interested in this. Yeah, he shouldn't he should never be you know, he should never be allowed to go for that title ever again.
0: Well they're gonna win. Oh I for mean, sure. Yeah, absolutely. They're 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 winning that match and they're winning those titles. So I guess we'll find out.
1: Spoiler alert. anyway. Uh, Master Wato and Rusei Toguchi, as well as Yuji Nagata versus uh, Hiro Takashi, Bushi and Sonata. Uh, then, real quickly here, Tiger Mask, Great Bash heel versus Tangaloa, Jado and Gato. Good lord! Uh, and then Fujita and Oya versus uh, Duki and Kanemura. So,
0: yeah, they um back to full shows. Oh, yeah. I didn't even
1: notice that. Yeah. That's a full ass show. There we go. It's
0: like a nine match show. I guess they'll do the Chase Owens Tanahashi match in America or somewhere else down the line. He has to get a match. He better.
1: Yeah. Well, Well, he's uh, he's back in America right now, right? Didn't he go back for a little bit? And then he's going to go, then he's going to stay in Japan for like the rest of the year, I think, right?
0: He's going back for a long time for tag league, probably. But there's no point in him beating Tanahashi unless they do that match. So he has to do the match, right? He has to. So he's got to get a title shot at some point. But they're gonna do Kenta this time around, so and Saber Junior replacing Kota Ibushi in the main event, which you know makes sense the way that because he beat Shingo, yeah, so.
1: yeah, yeah, that, that works. That's a good match. It's it's good booking to have you know Saber get that that spot in there, and obviously he will not win, but it, it could be a really cool match. I'm, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to seeing those two uh, get in the ring in a big time uh, main event. But uh, you talk about Kota Ibushi here real quick. Uh, this is the update per New Japan Pro Wrestling on Kota Ibushi. It's quote. On October 21st, G1 final, Kotobushi suffered an injury in the ring that led to the match being stopped. Now, right over there?
0: Yes. Packers picked it off in the end zone with 12 seconds left. They, they're going to win here. Tremendous. Sorry. I
1: play the I, Cardinals,
0: not- man. I. Rich, I don't want to go 15-2 and two and have to play on the road in the playoffs, so I, we got to catch the Cardinals. <laughs> do, you
1: have any, do you have any stake in this game, or this is just from a Rams fan standpoint? Just
0: here? a fan. I didn't bet on this. Okay,
1: just you just don't want time. the Cardinals to win because you want the Rams to, to get home field.
0: It's 28-21 with 12 seconds left, and the Cardinals basically have – they're going to throw it in the end zone a couple – they're on the 10-yard line. So they're just going to throw it in the end zone a couple times, and they kick the, the field goal if they have to and tie the game. And the Packers just picked it off in the end zone. So Packers I
1: are like what? They're way. like seven and ones or something. Right? They're going to be seven and one. Damn. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. yeah. Whatever makes the Bears embarrassing is, 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 is good on me. So that's it. And they are embarrassing. I was at a, I was at a bowling alley on Sunday. As, as, as a classic, like Rich goes and does something while the Bears are getting played. Uh, so like we, we arrive at the bowling alley. It's full. The Bears start. Everybody leaves about, I don't know. Halfway through the second quarter, Polly Alley starts filling up again, Joe. Mm. <laughs> I think it was like twenty-one zero by like you know or whatever. And what was the final score? It was like thirty-six three or some ridiculous like yeah, got, it was they, absolute they, ass field, woman. But yeah, there was field. a lot of people in Bears shirts that suddenly wanted a bowl <laughs> later in that afternoon. So
0: Fields is not ready. The problem is, um, uh, Navy. you can't
1: go back to Dalton. You've already... you, you can't
0: go back to Dalton. No, no, you. I'm not suggesting that. The problem here, though, is I think what Nagy's doing, he knew it was hopeless with Dalton anyway, so he's throwing fields in there because that buys Nagy another year because he can go to management and say, "Hey, look, you got to give me another year." With right. This I,
1: I, I, tried, I tried this kid out. He's not ready right. yet, but yeah, give me some time. Give me some time.
0: So, it, so he's throwing him. So the, the problem is, as you know, what you what can happen there is you can just destroy his confidence. Right, he's going to or... just,
1: or he'll get hurt, or he'll yeah, the Robert Griffin thing where you just get destroyed so much that you just end up like.
0: So he could backfire badly, but he's, if you watch him, he's just, he's, he's just not, he's just not ready. And I mean, just sometimes rookies aren't ready. No, nah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Pat Mahomes sat his first year. Pat Mahomes sat his first year behind Alex Smith. So it's like, you know, Aaron Rodgers, um,
1: the guy you just talked Aaron about. Aaron Rodgers sat for like
0: three years, <laughs> yeah. you know, so it's like sometimes these guys just, you know, aren't ready, and you know, it's just, I think Nagy is doing a little bit of self-preservation, whereas if he has a terrible year with Andy Dalton, it's like, maybe they throw him out the door, so I think there could be a little bit of that, but um, that'll, you know, a little intelligentsia content for you at the end of the show. I'm sorry for interrupting you with the clapping, I just it was a burst You're good I thought you were
1: emotion. just way into Kotobushi's injury, but uh, anyway, the press release uh, said that Kotobushi's Bushi's an injury that led to the match being stopped. After treatment from ringside medical staff, he was taken for th- uh, a thorough evaluation. The evaluation revealed a right anterior dislocation of the shoulder and joint lip damage. Uh, recovery is expected to take two months. So, further updates will be provided as to Ibushi's return when more information is available. We apologize for any co- uh, concern caused uh, and join fans in wishing Ibushi the very best in his recovery. So, two months, that's not bad, all things considered.
0: He could make Wrestle Kingdom. He could. It's so. entirely possible. Someone in the chat room makes a great point. That year that Pat Mahomes sat, Nagy was the offensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's funny. I didn't. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I didn't make that connection either. It's, it's a nice job out of J Pop in the chat room here. There you go. Good job. Good job out of you.
1: Uh, so that's that. So that is uh, Bushi. So two months, not too bad for that. And then the uh, final New Japan topic here. Uh, November 13th in San Jose, they've started to kind of uh, boost, uh, boost up the show a little bit. It's the Battle in the Valley, New Japan Battle in the Valley, November 13th in San Jose. Uh, Never Openweight Tuddy, uh, Jay White versus Tomohiro Ishii. Ren Rita versus Will Ospreay. Clark Connors, I wrote Clack Connors <laughs> in, the, in my notes, yeah. which is, is great. Clack Connors and Carl Fredericks uh, versus Jeff Cobb and TJP. Uh, Rocky Romero, Fred Rosser, David Finley, Alex Coglin, and Alex Zane. Alex Zane coming back. Uh, versus Kratos, Tom Lawler, Danny Limelight, Jarrell Nelson, and Royce Isaacs. Team Filthy. Team Filthy versus uh, Team Rosser here. And then, also on the show announced, Kazuchika Okada will be there. As well as the debuting Buddy Matthews. Hopefully against each other. That'll that That would fucking rock. Yeah, let's and do that. And
0: Ren Narita and Will Ospreay had a killer Super Junior match a couple years ago.
1: Right. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that match... That, both those sound that that entire show sounds great. That show sounds awesome. I think it's gonna be available on fight. I think you're gonna be able to watch that live. That sounds like one well, to definitely check out. head to head out.
0: with full gear.
1: Oh fuck. Really? <laughs> Shit. Oh, you're right. Oh well. It's head
0: to head with full gear, which uh
1: guys, what are you doing?
0: Oh yeah. what? <laughs> They've sold like twelve hundred tickets or something so far. <sighs> I think there's twenty two. Don't quote me on any of this, but I think there's like twenty two hundred tickets available, and they sold twelve hundred tickets. So I think they're like at near, at or near 50% capacity right now, <sighs> right. which at the ticket price, somebody added up in the gate. It's like a monster gate already. So you figure if Okada could push a couple hundred tickets and they can get up to over 1,500 in the building, um, that's a nice little gate. Um, you know, it, it's like, it's funny. And we'll, I'll make my last point because I know we're run out of time. But it's funny because New Japan feels cold, right? Like New Japan of America feels cold. Game Changer feels red hot. And New Japan drew 2,200 people at Resurgence. They're going to draw, let's say, 1,500 people to this show. They drew a shade under 1,000 in Philly back-to-back nights. Uh, a little uh, 7,800 in Dallas back-to-back nights. Those like, that's what Game Changer does. But one feels red hot and the other feels ice cold. And I I understand that's fair because one is New Japan, right? And that was drawing... You know it was filling up the cal palace a couple of years ago i understand that but isn't it funny how perception works yeah. Like those are has has game changer ever done 2200 they might have i i don't know but they haven't done like way more they'll do that in hammerstein in january but it's like game changer numbers are like around a thousand per show and you know a little more for some shows and they
1: feel like the hottest thing in the, in like the wrestling thing in the
0: universe and New Japan is drawing like similar crowds and everyone's like, ah, oh, why are they bothering? Go back to Japan. Stop running America. This is a travesty. And it's like they're drawing the same. I just thought that was in- an interesting point to bring up.
1: That is that show. Unfortunately, uh, that kind of stinks at a time. <laughs> it's full-care Not You mentioned it, that makes sense. Well, I'll watch it at some point during that, uh, that time period. But uh, that's that. So uh, that is it for this episode of The Flagship. As we've said, uh, support our sponsors, Keeps. And my bookie. Again, my bookie giving you just um, weird amounts of free money this weekend. So definitely take advantage of that. Free bet on UFC. Free bet on the NBA game on Friday if you're doing that. Plus double your first deposit. Mybookie.ag, mybookie.com. Promo code voices. Keeps. Keeps.com slash VOW to get your first. Month free. Uh, as we mentioned, patreon.com slash voices of wrestling as well. $5 tier, $10 tier if you want. $5 tier gets you most of the audio. $10 tier is going to get you all the written stuff. It's going to give you the live shows. It's going to give you a live flagship, live instant reactions, a ton of other stuff. It's going to unlock everything else we do on the Patreon. So the $10 is definitely the goodbye. But as we said, do not do it on the 31st. Do not do it on Halloween. Do it on the 1st. The 1st is when you unlock the entire month. You're going to get the full gear, instant reaction. You're going to get everything else we're going to do in the month of October. All for $10 to do that there. Uh, Patreon.com slash voices of wrestling. And then uh, that is it for us. So uh, for Joe Lanza, I'm Rich Grach. We'll talk to you next time on the Flagship Podcast. Take care.